Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Nerd Like Me podcast. I'm Corey Howell, and I'm here with Chris Gladden. What's up, Chris? How we doing? Uh, good. Um, so it, it feels like it's been a while since we've recorded. Um, be, be, we've released a show every week, but it's been like almost, I feel like a week and a half or almost two weeks since we've actually done this. Yeah, it's kind of, I've kind of been missing it. I'm not going <laughs> It was like beginning to be a part of uh the part routine, of every, the, yeah. the weekly routine, and then we didn't do it for, like you said, about uh, it's about two weeks, I think. It's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's been a while. Um, so you were out of town doing some some shooting stuff, right? Yeah, um, I was doing this uh, training on uh, basically like how to handle like a mass casualty event. Um, you know, if if people. Um, you know, a lot of people get hurt at one time, how to be able to, to handle that and uh, kind of defend yourself in that kind of situation. Yeah. So, I mean, who, I mean, obviously it's, I'm assuming the people that were running that were in the military at some point. Yeah. Most of the people at running it were actually uh, former special forces operators. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of, of really good people teaching these classes. Right. One of the things that not a lot of people know about special forces, um, especially the Green Berets in particular, is one of their biggest skill sets is teaching. Um, that's what they do the most of, really. I mean, when they're not running actual combat operations, they're doing they're teaching people how to how to do combat operations. And, so they're teaching the general armed forces. Yeah. Or, or they're teaching, um, forces in foreign countries, you know, if they go to Pakistan or something, you know, training those guys, how to be able to defend themselves or, okay. you know, um, you know, in Africa, you know, if there's some kind of coup or something going on, people need to learn how to protect themselves. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pretty cool though. So I, um, I just wanted to, to talk about that a little bit cause I think it's, um, it's nerdy, you know. We we people try and put nerdy into categories, and I think, you know, you're interested in shooting, and and, yeah. and, and just like somebody to be interested in video games, I think it's yeah. it's the same thing. So, um, just wanted to share that with everybody. Yeah, I get to play some Call of Duty in real life, <laughs> except for not shooting people. I would hope that you didn't uh, get some headshots. Do like that, but <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I played uh, airsoft competitively when I was in high school, which is basically like that, right? It's kind of yeah. like it's a mix between paintball. And um, in in some military simulation, right? right? I mean, um, you know, I didn't play with the little five dollar guns you get at Walmart. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were decked out; everything was fully metal, full one hundred percent scale replicas. Right? I mean, they were fucking heavy. You know? Yeah, I've seen some really cool <laughs> ones. I mean, I've watched some videos online of like you know people with little cams on their little yeah, sniper their rifles and, and stuff, and uh, going through and you know crawling crawling over hills and and taking these little sniper shots with these little yellow bbs <laughs> yeah yeah no it's cool so i mean um that's right up our alley really so i, I just thought it was cool um but yeah we, um, it's good to be back finally um yeah it's great to be back uh you know like i said i was i was starting to miss it it was you know i felt incomplete <laughs> <laughs> well we don't have to worry about that now hopefully we'll be a little more regular um not that we want it's it's what i say that but it's like but no one knows we missed. If I didn't say this, no one would know we right. missed the beat. Um, We've been doing a pretty good job of making sure we don't miss that beat. So no, no. I mean, uh, we you know you guys like listening to this. Or at least I think so. And uh, I like so listening to it. I like yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I like doing it. So we try and, and make sure we stay on track. But um, so in the in the group this week, there's been like a really big topic um, on Facebook, and um, I thought it'd be a really good thing to discuss because there's you know there's some some stuff that hits pretty close to home in there. Oh yeah. Um, so, so someone posed, I think it was Swan Day, of course, um, posted, 
who are the most overrated characters in all of nerddom? And there's some crazy answers in here. Some good, some expected. Yeah. Um, some I agree with, some I disagree with. Right. There's, um, a, there's a couple I disagree with. and Yeah, so, so take, before we... Taking them kind of personally. Before we <laughs> go through this list, who would you say you're... Um, overrated character is uh, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, actually, I saw you, you commented. I didn't actually make my own comments on here, but um, so what? So why why Luke Skywalker? Because I'm sure that Star Wars fans everywhere are kind of biting their. their well, I, I used to I used to be a, a a big fan of Luke Skywalker, and I thought that he could do all of these amazing things. And it turns out that he's just uh, he's really just a one trick pony. Like when I sit here, you know, after I read that question and, and I actually thought for a few minutes before I answered, it wasn't just like, oh, I'm just going to instantly like put Luke Skywalker yeah. just because I'm pissed off about <laughs> The Last <laughs> Jedi. But like I started thinking about it, it's like, really, what is what is Luke Skywalker really ever done? Nothing really. Yeah. I mean, you know, he didn't he didn't take out the emperor, you know, somebody else picked him up and, and threw him. Um you know, he didn't really fight. Oh, Kylo he was Ren. gonna lose. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's he hasn't really done a whole lot of any. I mean, I guess he dropped a uh, a photon torpedo through a small hole, but you know, uh, I mean, I feel like it was more Obi Wan with. Well, him. <laughs> I mean, there there was some of that, but you also got to realize in in reality, he wouldn't have been able to do that had Han not come out and, and saved the day and right. taken Vader off his. Team. Yeah. I mean that's true. That's too. the only reason he was that you know, and, and we give Luke credit for making that shot, but really it was the entire rebel right. fleet that yeah. was able to make that attack. I mean yeah. Luke Skywalker didn't single handedly fly through everybody and no, do anything crazy. I mean, in reality, I mean, especially with, with Vader and, and on his tail, like he wasn't gonna make it very far. No. You know, he couldn't shake him. I mean <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to think of some other things that he didn't he didn't really do that he you know people kind of give him credit for and i can't really think of some other ones but i'm sure that every you know some people well, listening will will remember some of those things because there's there's there was a couple things that he, uh, he always just seemed to me like he just was like in in, in well just in from especially after seeing the prequels mm-hmm. and knowing uh and reading books and and like canon books of like when jedi were more common right like how good could he be like he trained, sort of, mm-hmm. on Dagobah for not very long right. with a very old Yoda, right? With no training facilities. Like, how good of a like Jedi could he be? Yeah, I mean, I think the only, I mean, he was at one point he was kind of the best Jedi, just because he was the only, he was one, the only left. one. Yeah, but uh, so you'd think. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like with the way that the Force balances itself. That he would, if he were the last Jedi, it would be kind of like Highlander, where he would be the most powerful. Like he would not just because he's the last, but, but because he, would, he has to. It be. would culminate because you have to balance the Force. He has to be strong enough to fight the to dark, be able to right. fight the dark. But I guess you know, well, um, we don't even know that that's necessarily how that works. No, we don't. I mean, like I said, when we talked about the last Jedi, I said that's my guess as mm-hmm. to why Rey is such a prodigy, right? But we don't know that. Yeah. And I mean, I mean it could have been that, that it was spread out to other people that, you know, like the younglings and stuff like that, that uh, we saw, uh, you know, as part of that whole casino uh, scene. Right. You know, some of those guys might have gotten some of those powers. Um, but, I mean, you would think that he would be more powerful. And I guess, you know, everybody kind of led up to in The Last Jedi that he was going to be this badass 
and he wasn't. And it, and I don't no. think it's just Ryan Johnson's fault that he's not a badass. Like I, I like think I said, it fits I just the character again. Yeah. I, I don't think if you look at like the jet, you know, Mace Windu, Yoda, Obi Wan, Anakin, yeah. like they started when they were like infants. To, mm-hmm. to I mean, Anakin was old; he was like eleven, right, yeah. ten or eleven. So, but that's his whole freaking life mm-hmm. that he had been training rigorously, that right. he had been practicing using the Force, practicing using a lightsaber, practicing those things. Mm-hmm. And you give Luke what a couple months, yeah. a, a couple two years at best. I mean, a couple years at best. I can't you know recall the timeline off the top of my head, but it's certainly not twenty years. No. It's not 30 or 40 like it was for Obi-Wan or Mace Windu or somebody like that. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it, just in, in my head, I'm thinking, how can... And yeah, he's a Skywalker, but I don't think the Skywalker blood... Like, Anakin was the prodigy. Yeah. Not like not not his bloodline. Mm-hmm. I don't think that transcends past Anakin. From my... You know, at least in my guess. Like, it, yeah, they might be Force users. They might be relatively powerful. But, like, the... Anakin was the loophole. Yeah. Like, it's not like Luke and everybody that's going to descend from Anakin is also some crazy midichlorian count. Like, yeah. you know. I mean, you, you kind of hope that they would have been because the whole story was about them to begin with. But now I see them passing the torches. Well, you the know, story's and, about Anakin. Yeah. I mean, realistically, you know, An- Anakin, again, like, I just can't. I mean, it's cool to see the family and the role that they've played and, mm-hmm. and whatever. I mean, it makes sense, but. As far as the prophecy, that was Anakin. Right. It's not. It's not this person's bloodline. Mm-hmm. It's this person. Right. But I mean, like I said, you know, when you saw that Anakin kind of failed to live up to being the prodigy, that I don't he know. Was supposed did he? To be. Well, I mean, in in the way that it was portrayed in the movie, you know, that the rebels were the good guys and he was supposed to remain a good guy. I mean, I, I'm with well, you. I, I, I mean, think he went to the right side. We've well, kind of discussed. He, so if, if you look at the story, though, I mean, I think he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He balanced the force. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he did took get rid down of the, the Jedi. Emperor. Yeah. He took down the, he destroyed, I mean, basically destroyed the Jedi himself. Right. Or through his actions, mm-hmm. allowed that to happen. He, and then, and then at the end, so he's the one that tossed the emperor down the chasm. Right. So, I mean, realistically, he was the one that brought balance to the Force. That's true. I mean, yeah, I didn't think about it like that, but uh, but I have to agree with that. Yeah, I mean, that's really, you know, people get that twisted that he, he didn't live up to the prophecy, but it's like Yoda even says a prophecy that misread could have been. Mm-hmm. Maybe your idea of what the prophecy means is wrong. It doesn't right. necessarily mean we're going to have this glorious white knight Jedi that comes in and destroys all darkness. Yeah. It means the force is going to be balanced and your interpretation of what that might mean might be different than the forces. Right. And <laughs> I, I mean, looking at it from that angle, I think it does add a little bit more to the force than just being, you know, cause people kind of look at it as a symbol for good. Like people look at it like as a God or something like that. Um, but it does want to be more balanced. It doesn't want, there to be no right. evil like the rebels. It doesn't want <laughs> to be too much good because then there's then you know people don't have real lives. I mean, if everything is exactly well, nature perfect. never exists in in out of balance, right? right. So that's I mean, there's what, always that chaos. That's what force represent. The mm-hmm. force represents really is the 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 balance of the natural world, right? And it's seeking that balance. And and I think the problem that we have is that it's called the light side and the dark side. Yeah. Which automatically makes you think 
good and bad, mm-hmm. which I don't think is necessarily the best way to look at it. It's just two different sides of the same coin. Right. The two different ways to use the same thing, two different ways of it being expressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the way they're portrayed in the movies, you've got force lightning and all stuff that yeah. makes one seem evil and one seem good or whatever. But but I don't think that in reality, from a philosophical point of view, that's the way we should look at it. Yeah. It's just two different manifestations of the same thing that in reality are, is seeking balance. It's not picking good or bad Mm -hmm. it's saying these things need to be in balance yeah and their use or their interpretation could be good or bad Mm -hmm. but that does but it by itself is not good or bad i would i would definitely like to see more characters you know like mace windu that are that kind of ride that line in between the two um he like like he rode the force lightning out the window yeah yeah, yeah, just like you rode the force lightning out the window into the darkness outside. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, I think that having a character like that would be would be pretty interesting to throw into the mix right now. Like you've got Kylo Ren kind of representing the dark side. You've got Rey well, representing this I, yeah, light. But I, and then, Kylo, I think, is well, turning I say from Kind that. of. I mean, know. if you look at, I mean, in the last episode, I, I thought that's where we were headed. Yeah. You know, with um, the the link that Snoke established between Rey and Kylo and their conversations, and even when when Kylo gets to the point where he's like, "Look, let's forget all this and let's do it our own way," yeah, and this all this light side, dark side, Sith, Jedi shit, let's scrap it mm-hmm. and let's do something different, right? And that in my head was him accepting that maybe it's not about the dark side exclusively, and it it you know maybe we can find some harmony between these things. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm getting at it. Like, I would like to see, I mean, you know, even if it is him, but just somebody step into that role that we haven't really seen as a lead character yet. Right. You know, I mean, like I said, Mace Windu is a very interesting, well, <laughs> but Which most people have no also. idea who Revan I know, he's is, on so. the list too, though. But, uh, you know, I mean, it really, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it kind of is the better way to be is to be balanced, you know, to have that in between because you can kind of, you know, I guess depending on how you train, you can pick and choose some of the skills from one side to the other. the best, right? Yeah. And like I said, it's it's not the force itself that's evil or good. Mm-hmm. It's where the way that it's being used and manipulated. Right. Yeah, killing people or, or taking over the galaxy or whatever, like those are obviously not good actions. Right. But... That doesn't mean that the force that helped you... Like, is a gun bad because somebody shot somebody with it? No, it's just a thing. Mm-hmm. It by itself is neither good nor bad. Right. But the way someone uses it, I could use that gun to protect someone. Right. Or I could use it to rob somebody. Exactly. So I think that we need to view the force in the same way as it... But the problem is we've got these monikers, light side and dark side, and, mm-hmm. and people are automatically putting those into bins, like this one's good and this one's evil. Yeah. And I don't think that that's the way it needs to be viewed. Right. Um, so, I, yeah, but Luke Skywalker, I will agree 100%, um, is very overrated. And I think a lot of that really stems from the old expanded universe. Because outside of the movies and the books, Luke Skywalker was like a god. Yeah. And everyone's like, Luke's so cool. Luke's so-. I'm like, we haven't seen that until I see that shit on a movie. Like, I'm not impressed. Yeah, we need, we need some more... Uh we need some more Vader action, though. Like, I don't know how they're going to do it, but we yeah. need some more badass. <clears throat> that was Vader. another, like, you know, on the list. Um, Anakin. They said Anakin was overrated. I, I can kind of see where somebody would say that, but I mean, is he really? Like, how many people are like, 
I love Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. No, and I, I agree. <laughs> um, so my response to that was, you're right, Anakin sucks. But Vader, though, is where it's at. I mean, Vader is a badass. I mean, there is no arguing that he's the best character in those movies. Yeah, he definitely is. And I and I don't mean just suited up Vader. I mean Vader from the the time that he chops off Mace Windu's hand to the time that he's walking up the steps of the jet. I mean, all that. Yeah, when he finally when he finally accepts who he really is, right? And he wants to protect the galaxy. He he's uh <laughs> he's setting up his, his new empire, <laughs> you know. Um, no, but I, yeah, I, I could kind of agree. I don't really think that it's hard to be overrated, right? We have to define what overrated means. And, yeah. and obviously it's where you have a lot of fanboys mm-hmm. or people that are really big fans of somebody that doesn't really deserve it. Right. And, and I, I, I don't necessarily, I, I agree with you that Anakin doesn't seem to have this cult following. No. Like, I agree that he's not that special, right? And he's kind of a letdown mm-hmm. in the end of, you know, he gets to the point where it's like, oh, he's just going to be a Sith Lord. And then he loses all his body parts, so he can't use the Force like he should be able to. Yeah. So, I mean, he's kind of disappointing in that sense, but... And he, he's changed so much when he becomes Vader. It's hard to, you know, I mean, I guess you can say... It's really when he loses Padme is yeah. when he changes. Because even when he's when he's in the suit, I mean, the first... It's really, you you know, the, the no scream that nobody likes. Right. But, like, that's the moment that he starts to go into this despair. Mm-hmm. It's not until that that he's that way. Right. You know, he even in the suit, he's like, "I'm cool." How's how's Padme, right? Yeah, that's so. True. Really, it's not him becoming Vader. I think that changes him. I think it's losing Padme. That but was it. he Vader when he had the suit? Was he actually? I can't remember. Honestly. What do you mean? Like, was did they actually start calling him Vader? He at was that knighted point? Vader right after they killed Mace Windu. Okay, I, I honestly just don't remember that. So, okay. yeah, I mean, um, like I said that's one of my favorite parts is when. He, you know, Sidious knights him, and then he says, "Do what must be done. Do not hesitate. Show no mercy." And then he—that's when he walks up on the Jedi Temple, right, and kills all the younglings. Yeah, those evil Jedi. I still don't. I still don't know that that really happened. I mean, people are saying that they. They're security tapes, saw, man. Yeah, but I mean, they could have been manipulated. <laughs> I mean, we have uh, all kinds of programs that can manipulate video. Hey, sometimes kids, man, they're just—they're too indoctrinated. They're going to be yeah, a problem. I mean. I suppose that's true. Maybe you just put them in timeout. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> timeout with a lightsaber. Um, but yeah, so let's uh, let's see. Let's well, you didn't it. say who your oh, who yeah. your most overrated person is. Uh, I'm going to agree with somebody else on this list and say, well, I've said this before, so I've got two, and they're really hard for me to pick between. But a lot of people said Superman. Oh yeah, and I agree. Superman oh, one, is just garbage. One hundred percent. Like the worst character, the most boring. Like just I don't I guess I just don't like overpowered stuff. Yeah. So it's like this is just he's broken. He's no fun. His character is boring at the face of it. I mean, what power doesn't the guy have? He's even good looking. They could have at least made him uglier or something, <laughs> right? I mean, what's the point? Like you know what's going to happen? Yeah. Like every, it's like why? Why even? You want to watch a Superman movie? Why is going to win? Yeah. Like there's no chance he loses. Like you know, even in the Avengers, it's like shit. They all turn to freaking dust at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. For how good those guys are, it's like there's still a chance they get beat, right? So uh, you know, to kind of to kind of get on Superman, I mean, like I said, he is an interesting character. Is he, he though? Can, he, like I said, I need so to bring over. Smallville. I need to bring over All Star Superman sometime and let you read that comic because I think it'll give you a very different appreciation for Superman um, because it's not all about him just being OP. It's about him 
like I haven't read it in a very long time, but I believe what I recall from it was that he only had like a certain amount of time left on earth and it was all of the stuff that he was going to do, you know, because he had this limited amount of time. So like, what would a superhero do if all they had, you know, they had three months left to live or something like that, or they were going to have to leave the earth in three months. So it was a more interesting, I mean, there was some fighting and stuff like that, but it's not all about him just punching the biggest bad guy on earth. Right. It was him about solving different problems. Um, so it, it's a really interesting story about him. Smallville is also a really good story about him. I I love Smallville. I mean, it's one of the few series that I've watched all the way through and then gone back and watched all the way through. Like maybe I've probably seen it three times. Really? Yeah. Damn. Um, yeah, I, I just have never been even to me. It seems like something I wouldn't want to watch because I'm like, I don't want to. He's not really there's no superhero stuff in that. Right. I mean, there's a there's a little bit. I mean, he he saves you know he saves people in that show, and I mean he he starts learning about his powers and trying to you know to balance his powers. Um, you know, kind of like one of the questions that we had we talked about last week was uh, you know if you would be able to hold back or would you you know join a sports team or something like that if you could run super fast. Now, I mean that was like a couple of the episodes was he was on the football team and you know he really liked it because he was popular and he'd never right. really had that many friends growing up, you know, cuz he was obviously fairly isolated. Is that considered canon? Um I don't think that DC does it like that. Like it's like there's just different instances of yeah, everything. Yeah. I mean there's, there's not like an official story. Right. And silly. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean, Marvel does the same thing. You got the cinematic universe, which is not canon in, you know, the the comic universe. You That's know, six one six or whatever story, right? You know, because I, I mean, I'm I'm not reading a ton of comics and mm-hmm. watching the movies and whatever. I mean, if you wanted to base what you thought off of Smallville, I don't think that you're wrong. You're hurting like your knowledge of superheroes or anything like that because there aren't very many comics that go into him as a kid, you know, right. and him just dealing with being a kid, you know, cause that's mostly what it's about. Like there, like I said, there are super villains or not super villain, but there are villains in it. He does have to use his powers. Well, Lex, Lex is in it, right? Yeah. And Lex is an amazing character in it. The guy that plays Lex does a fantastic job. Um, and seeing that dynamic of them being like really good friends. And then Lex, um, you know, starting to be suspicious of Clark Kent and then him, you know, becoming even closer friends when he realizes that Clark Kent's not who he thinks he is, even though he's wrong about it. And then right. that dynamic of them coming back to that, it's just, it's a, it's really interesting. Um, and I think it's worth watching. I, it might be harder to watch just because it's an older show. You know, it's, it's not hard that for, old. And if there's yeah. not a ton of special effects. It's, yeah. But I mean, you know, sometimes just like when I try to go back and watch some show that somebody told me I should check out, like. I don't know. I guess we're just so spoiled these days that it's <laughs> yeah. hard. You know, it's like going back and playing an old video game that you never, you never experienced, like Final Fantasy One or something like that. You're, you're just not going to appreciate it the same as when it first came out. But uh, I, I definitely think that anybody that is interested at all in Superman not being Superman should watch Smallville. Yeah, and maybe that's why I have part of the reason that I have that appreciation for Superman um, is because I have, you know, I've seen all of Smallville. I've read All-Star Superman. 
I have at least some understanding of him that's yeah, not, not just, just the overpowered. Surface, you know, it's yeah. just like, like you said earlier, what can't this guy do? Yeah. And his only weakness is a little rock that's. And that's not that's not what is all at all fun about him. And I, well, I, I don't want to say that because it is fun seeing him destroy, you know, these big badasses. But you don't want that all the time because it's just every time well, you, you have can't to relate step it to up. It. Yeah. You know, for me, that's the the most fun part about a story is being able to find some part of you or some experience you've had and plug that into the character somehow. So you can't jump over a building in a right, single Right, exactly that's what I'm saying. I can't shoot lasers <laughs> out of my eyes. I can't, you know, I never, you lose at some point and he doesn't. Right. Like, and it's basically impossible for him to. Mm-hmm. So, it, like, not only does he just have the powers, but then he's also got the plot armor on top. <laughs> right, right. That's what yeah. I mean. He's got, it's like the worst of the worst, right? It's like, yeah. I get that, yeah, I watch a superhero movie and they're most likely going to be fine mm-hmm. because of plot armor. But, like, that's a necessary evil. I right. mean, realistically, like, yeah, you have Game of Thrones, which is basically the only show, series, movie, whatever, you know, thing that plot armor does not exist. Mm-hmm. But in everything else, it's just you can't have a character that just dies. Yeah. Because then there's no more character. Though I do hope that maybe that gives writers in the future some some will to do some of that. Because we don't always have to have No, we don't need it, right? I yeah. mean they've done a very he's done a very good job of showing like you can let people develop characters that they like mm-hmm. and then kill those characters. But if you spend an equal amount of time building the universe and building the other characters so that they are equally as interesting, right? It doesn't matter. Yeah, you can't just have these like two characters that the whole series is about and expect one of them to die and then it not devastate the, you know, the show half the or whatever it is. Yeah, but like you said, I mean, if you've got twenty. 30 interesting characters. It's literally every single one. Yeah. What, who is like, not, I'm not saying a character you don't like, cause there's probably plenty of those. Yeah. But who's legitimately a poorly written, bad character in that show. Yeah. I mean, you can't really, can't really, that's what I'm saying. And that, and so that allows you that, like you said, that freedom to say, well, we're going to kill this guy Mm. and that's okay because there's still depth to that show. But if you're watching a captain America movie and they kill captain America and it's like, I'm fighting. What what are we watching? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, this movie is Captain America. That's the reason I'm watching this. Mm-hmm. I'm not watching Game of Thrones for Tyrion. Yeah, I like Tyrion. He's cool, but I'm watching because of all of the characters, because of the way they all interact. Right. And because of the way the world and the plot and, and all of it is going. It would be hard to it, it would be hard to imagine Game of Thrones without Tyrion, though. Like, he, he is one of those characters that does stick out. A little he bit plays further an than the other role, ones, but yeah. but the show would go on. It would, but I'm just saying, like, I would, I might shed a tear. That's okay, <laughs> and that's that's part of the value, right? Right. Is and that's why this show is so beautiful, is because they you can get people emotionally attached to a character. Mm-hmm. You can make them shed a tear when they die and really feel that. Yeah. But you still come back the next week and want to watch it because the rest of it is still good. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and if like you said, if they killed Bruce Wayne, you'd be like, "Well, fuck it, I'm not watching the next one." Yeah, you don't want you don't want. Uh, what are you gonna watch, Robin Alfred to and Robin? Over. Like, yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's you know, um, plot armor is a necessary evil, but to a lot of, in in the way the most series are written and constructed. Um, I, yeah, I can't even on the topic of 
um, overrated characters. I can't really think of any in Game of Thrones. Mm. Like every time someone's like, "I love this guy," I'm like, "Yeah, I get it. That makes sense." Yeah. There, I mean, there might be somebody I like. Jon Snow is probably my favorite. He might be the only one that comes close to being overrated, and that's because he does kind of have he does kind of have some plot armor on him. But I, but I, I don't know that it's plot armor. I mean, it, versus you know, it's what's happening, right? It's not a he's going standing up again. I mean, he's you have to have. It's not unreasonable to have somebody that def, defies all odds, right? I mean, people win the lottery. Right, I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, so there's la- magic in the universe, obviously. Yeah. So things that are happen are not unreasonable. No, it'd be unreasonable if that was happening to everybody that died. Yeah. So last week, or at least on the last episode, we t- we were talking about uh, Jon Snow, and I said that he died multiple times. And I think what I was thinking of was when he fell into the lake with a dragon. Oh, and I was thinking that he kind of like he did, I guess he didn't really die, but he survived something that he probably shouldn't have survived, you know? Um, because I don't, I don't know if you've ever fallen in water when it's really cold outside. Oh, it sucks ass. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're not going to survive that ride back. But I think that's what I was thinking of when I, I was saying that he died twice. Um, just to kind of recant on that, so I'm sure, I'm sure, sure <laughs> yeah, some people were talking shit. Yeah. But <laughs> no, I, I I know what you mean. So um, who was your who was your second? Goku. <laughs> Goku is so fucking over. I love Goku, but he is so I, fucking I, over. I mean, he's Superman of anime. I mean, he is he is and he isn't. So like, I'm fine with him up until after like the through the Frieza saga. He deserves every bit of hype that he gets. Yeah. And after that, it's just. It's stupid. Like, he just gets... Like like you said, it's the, he's OP, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously. And then and then even in Super, like, his motivation sucks. Why are you doing this? Because I want to see how strong I can get. That's yeah. the stupidest fucking thing. Like, at least when he was fighting Frieza, it was like, I need to save the universe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was one of you're killing my friends. That was like, one of my biggest complaints about Super was that it just didn't feel like Dragon Ball a real I mean, story. Yeah, it they were just, just like we're just going to have these awesome fights for yeah. the purpose of having awesome fights. I mean, and even I think Dragon Ball Z starts to decline a little bit after the Frieza saga because it's like there's another crazy threat, but they never feel as serious. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, you know, even when I go back and watch it, it's now it's like. When, you know, they're talking about the sands coming to Earth and you're like, oh, shit. Like, these guys destroy planets. Right. This is a problem. They've never faced anything like that, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, we defeat the sands, thank God. And it's like, oh, but the guy that's controlling them, which makes sense, is literally destroying planets by himself. Mm -hmm. And he's on his way here, basically. Right. Or, you know, I mean, whatever it is. Like, we need to... um, and so that makes sense. And then after that, it's like the androids are like, yeah, there's these powerful robot things. We should stop them because they destroy the earth in the future. Right. And and even the androids I was okay with. But it was when it got to Cell and Cell is just like, oh, I'm perfect. I just want to fight and see. I want to get to my perfect form and see if anybody can stop me. Mm-hmm. Like that was boring. And then Boo is just kind of weird. Yeah, Boo was re- like Boo was really weird because I, I do I do I didn't like remember Boo. seeing that when I was a kid. I like Majin Boo though. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I get. He I turns, guess you got to have some of that comic food, relief. Man, but it's like, 
Yeah, I, I just don't like the main villain of the of it being the the joke. You know what I mean? Well, like, I, I think in the, in fairness though, Ma, he will like Majin Buu. Um, he wasn't really the joke; like he was powerful. But then there was like this intermission in Law and the Fighting where he like he was exploring his morality, mm-hmm. where it was like, do I necessarily like now that Bobby's gone? Do I just want to? I can do what I want. Yeah. Do I want to destroy the world or do I want to hang out and eat food? And then it was like it got worse, and then you know it went downhill from there, and he transforms and all this kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. You don't want the villain to be like not a serious threat. Right. But again, that goes back to what I'm saying, right? It's just for whatever reason, everything after that Frieza saga just felt a little off. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of the thing. When you're already a very powerful character, you have, like, just like Superman, you have to just keep amping up the threat and amping up the threat, and then now you're a freaking god. So what comes after a god? You know, it's like, it's kind of like God of War. I mean, you know, like, he finally destroys all of the Greek gods, and, well, now let's go ahead and fight the Norse gods. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I get it, but, you know, you just have to keep making these threats just even more powerful. And it's like, so why are the Norse gods like more powerful than the Greek gods? You know, is it because they're newer or it's just because well, the plot and, has to have something part like of it that. for me is not necessarily just that, like making the threats bigger to me. If we're, you know, I get that you have to do that to a certain extent, but like, let's make the threats interesting. Like yeah. let's, let's not make it necessarily, Oh, this guy's super powerful. Like, why is he doing what he's doing? Mm-hmm. Or like, why is this threat different than the last yeah, one? Yeah, they don't really explore enough about what brought them to that point, That why they became super powerful. You don't really see a lot of that either. Yeah, it's just like, oh, they just exist this way. Yeah. You know? It's just like, we just happen to show up at the right place, right. you know, with the right hero to, to defend against yeah. us, you know? Like, why didn't that guy show up 100 years before Goku existed, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I mean, like I said, Goku... Um, was one of my favorite characters. It was always like, you know, growing up um, until after that saga, the Frieza saga, it was like, it was so close I couldn't pick between Goku and Frieza, who I, or Goku and Vegeta, who I liked more. Mm-hmm. Because Goku was like the good guy, yep. but was working his ass off, was really altruistic, was trying, like cared about his friends and, and like wanted, you know, his his had these really noble aspirations and motivations. Um, and then Vegeta was like the underdog who f- like felt scorned, but you know, like his whole experience was just like getting shit on basically yeah. and having to try and overcome that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I always thought that was a cool character dynamic. Um, but then after that it was like, all right, so now Goku's just strong and he just wants to fight. Yeah. I'm like, and Vegeta's eh. just constantly trying to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> and it just gets boring. But I mean, you know, like I said, Super was just like I liked it because it's Dragon Ball. Yeah, I mean, we hadn't had Dragon Ball in how many years, and we finally get something that's not just a video game or something like right, that. Right, right. But then you get to it, and it's like, yeah, we're just gonna have these tournaments, and we're just gonna fight because these gods want to see everybody fight. Right. Like, uh, and and we get there after like this after something. Um, Corrupt judges. Peppermint. Peppermint. <laughs> but this is like one of the most epic parts of Dragon Ball Z, in my opinion. Hey, why can't I hit you? Just tell me! 
music. It's so classic. Yeah. They changed it in kind. It sucks. You didn't say please. Please? What? Please? So was Kai the original Japanese you music? Is that why I think it's different? Okay. This is this first time we see Frieza, like, scared. Yeah. You can destroy planets, but you can never destroy what I am, friend. Uh, you... What... What are you? I am the hope of the universe. I am the answer to all living things that cry out for peace. I am protector of the innocent. I am the light in the darkness. I am truth. <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, fuck, it's about to get real. Ally to good! Nightmare to you! So we go from from that and then so a character that's thinking like that to, no, nah, man, I just want to fight, see what's up. Yeah. You want to catch these hands because, you know, just spar a little bit. So do you think, uh, or where do you think that Goku falls on the, uh, on the spectrum of light side, dark side? Um... You know, I, I mean, obviously, I think right there he's he's extremely altruistic, and, and his whole motivation is good. Yeah. After that, I think I don't think it's necessarily it's almost turned selfish. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say is that it seems like he kind of goes to the dark side because it's all about following that passion for being the best, right? And being you know being somebody that's that's going to save the universe, but. You want, he wants to make sure that, uh, that but he's it's not him. doing it to save the universe. Almost right. He's doing it because the guy that's threatening to destroy the universe is a challenge. Right. And if the universe so happens to get saved, fine. But I just want to see if I can beat this guy. Yeah. So you heard it here first. Goku is a Sith. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I don't know that I'd go th- you know, that far necessarily, but I, I do think. Um, everyone paints him to be this like good, super good guy, and mm-hmm. I don't. Um, I, you know, I, I agree with you there. I don't think after that saga he come. You know, after that fight, it's like it goes downhill from there. Right. Um. So who else is there? Anybody? Uh, one of the other ones I saw in here that is an obvious one was uh, Boba and Jango Fett. Yeah, they're <laughs> they are extremely overrated. Um. And and the thing is, is like I don't really understand where it comes from. Like, because he's got a cool uniform. Yeah, that, I mean that's really about it. But people talk Armor, about like how he badass he is, and you really just don't see it. He's badass when he's flying down to that sarlacc pit, right? right? I mean, I mean he looks like a buffoon. Yeah, <laughs> you know? he gets killed like, by a blind Han Solo, right? <laughs> like, come on. Um, I like the character. I think he is interesting. I mean, his costume is awesome. Um. But like I said, I mean, he doesn't really, he doesn't really do a whole lot. I mean, there's like you know stories of stuff that he's done. There's you know non-canon things that he's done that are that are kind of interesting. But I mean, most of the people that really like um, haven't explored the character right. that far. They haven't they haven't no. read any of that. They like, just oh, know. Fett. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, man, he flies into the sort like he dies. That's that's what he does. Right. I mean, I guess you can you know you could give him the whole. 
he kind of delivers Han and Leia to Vader because he's the one that tracks them to, to Bespin. Yeah, but I mean, how many bounty hunters are there out there that could have done the same thing? I mean, well, they ran... I mean, they brought in you know Trask and and IG eighty eight right and, and Boba Fett and Boba Fett's the only one that found them. Yeah, that's true. He hung out in the uh, the garbage dump, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, you know, in some of the in and, and, some of the alternative universe stuff, like I guess he like it talked about him being able to kill Jedi's and and whatnot. Yeah, and I don't see that. I mean, yeah, I will say Jango did put up a pretty good fight with Obi Wan. It wasn't like Obi Wan was wasn't trying. Yeah, but I mean, he was gonna lose. But did he really do that much though? Because I mean, it was pretty much just him like flying around and shooting. You know, I mean, yeah, like I, mean, I feel he, like again, I can do that. The, 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 oh, okay, so Chris is going to fight Jedi now. I mean, I'm just saying. He's I mean, trained. You give me, for... you give me a jetpack and a, and a laser blaster, and I feel like I could at least hold up somewhat as long, <laughs> <laughs> some amount of time. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna gas out before Django Fett would, but if I'm just flying around, then I've got as much. Yeah, gas no, as I mean, the... I think um, <laughs> he he's definitely playing an evasive game. He's not, you know, Django is not. He's trying to survive just as much as he's trying to attack Obi-Wan. Yeah. If you look at what he's buying time for, for Boba to start the ship. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just trying to create distractions and make sure he doesn't die. Right. I mean, he's not like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you now. Yeah. You know. I mean, but that, you know, that kind of shows, like, you know, he's supposed to be this badass. I mean, he should be more powerful than 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 Boba Fett, in my opinion. I mean, he's like the guy that they specifically pick. To be, <laughs> to be the, the, the army, right? Yeah. So, and he didn't, you know, I mean, he barely did anything. I mean, you know, like I said, he was just evasive. I mean, he and he, he gets away, but he doesn't really do anything offensively um, that really impacts the fight other than, like I said, I mean, just being evasive. Um, so, they're, I, yeah. I think they're both very overrated. I, 100%. Um, then there's, there's a lot of um, One Punch Man on here. Which I haven't seen enough of to really comment on. It's you know I, I I can see why people would say One Punch Man is overrated, but that's kind of his thing. Is that right, like that's the, the point, right? Yeah, that's I the mean, whole point. Is he's making fun of everything that's overrated, and he's being just stupid overrated, or over you know overpowered because it's funny, right? You know, so to say him, I mean, yeah, okay, he is overrated, but if that's the whole, that's the point of what, yeah, the whole the thing, then you yeah. know. I don't know. People say Deadpool's on here a couple times. Deadpool's really overrated because I, nobody knew who Deadpool was. He's funny. I mean, until all of a sudden. I, I mean, he's funny. He's comic yeah. relief, but like as a hero, like yeah. I mean, whatever. I don't think he's that special, right? I mean, most people had no idea who Deadpool was I until didn't. the movie came out, and then even before that, like some people knew who Deadpool was, but it was just like he had a cool symbol that you could that like. That people would use, right? And it wasn't like people really knew anything about him. It was just he was just kind of a cool thing, kind of like I mean, kind of like Boba Fett. It's like no, you know, a lot of people that really like him just don't really know anything about him. I'm sure that there's plenty of people out there that know everything there is to know about Deadpool, and I'll, I'll give it to you. You're, you're a super fan or whatever, but the doesn't but mean you've got to, yeah, yeah. You got to admit that there, you got a lot of buddies that liked Deadpool after you that really didn't know anything about him and had no reason to like him other than a lot of people started liking him all of a sudden. Yeah, so um, I agree with you completely. 
Um, let's see. Harry Potter. I would 100% agree. Yeah. Again, I mean, it's like... What does he really do? I mean... Yeah, I mean, what what did he really do that other people couldn't have done themselves? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not like he was the one that figured everything out. Um, I mean, Hermione <laughs> played a big part in, in a lot of that, you know. Um, you know, Snape played a big part in, in making sure that, that Harry Potter, you know, was where he needed to be. I, I mean, it was just... Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I agree. I've just never... I, I think that one's funny because there are, like, some... The people that are Harry Potter fans, you cannot tell them otherwise. Yeah. But it's like, look, man, I just just letting you know, it's really not that great. I mean, from a character perspective, from a plot perspective, like, it's it's not bad. The world is good. Mm-hmm. But everything on top of that is really mediocre. Yeah. Harry Potter is one of those things that I don't really... I, I don't really care too much about a lot of the characters. And I think, it, like you said, it is the world. Because it's just really fun for it's me cool. to just turn off my brain and just watch to Harry see Potter. The way things are constructed, yeah. the, the, the aesthetics of everything, the idea that there's a secret wizarding world right mm-hmm. on the other side of everything we do. The special effects in it are really good, too. I would agree. And, they're, and they really hold up. So however they did them, you know, it's not just this weird digital thing that, yep. you know, after 10 years just doesn't look right because we've gone so far ahead. It all, you know, every time I go back and watch it, it still looks really good. Yeah, so I'm, I think that's really what, what makes Harry Potter good, mm-hmm. is you had this really cool cool concept yeah in this really well designed world and then you just stack some mediocre shit on top of it and it just didn't matter mm-hmm. plus it you had the, you have the whole hype train thing where it's like oh Harry Potter like you know what I mean yeah at that point it doesn't matter what you do with it people are gonna love Harry Potter just like you can do the same shit with Star Wars yeah people are gonna live and die by Star Wars because it's Star Wars mm-hmm. um, you know I don't agree with that necessarily, and I, you and I both have been critical of some of the things they've done, even as very big Star Wars fans ourselves. Oh, but, yeah. but you know, you do have those people that, regardless of what they do, they're going to love it and stand by it and fight for it to the death, yeah. just because it's. And I certain, mean, I think that we same thing with Marvel, same yeah. thing with DC, or what? I mean, there are those fans in every fandom, you know. And I think that you know we we should be critical of it because we it want better. it to be yeah. good. Um, and I don't think that we're too overly critical. I mean, you know, we say some stuff that's a little funny. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I might say something that's a little excessive just because, you know, it, it makes me laugh to think about it that way. But, I mean, I think, like I said, you know, I said it a couple episodes ago that I think that they're doing a good job. They just need to kind of rein it back in. You know, I think that we'll they just there. need to. You got to think. I mean, especially with Star Wars, you had something that was dead. Yeah. Like dead. We were not getting more. Mm-hmm. And then you have this big acquisition, and what are they going to do? They're going to blow it up. Right. That's the point. I mean, they they spent a they spent a shitload of money, mm-hmm. and they need to make that back. And I think one of the other things is that they I think they realized that they can't just keep throwing directors at movies. They need to find people that have like a this vision. is yours. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, because I mean, how are you going to make a trilogy with, with different three directors. different directors? You know. Uh, and I know that they've gotten away from that now. You know, we're just going to have the two. But how could you have a singular vision with three different people at the in helm? Charge of, you can't. I mean, and they know that. Um, I'm with you. So, yeah, I mean, I, so Harry Potter, I 100% overrated, um, both as a series and a character. 
So here, here's one that I, yeah. I find interesting, and I never, I don't know how to pronounce it. Like I've, I've read the books a billion times, but there's nothing that tells you how to pronounce it. But it's Dritz, Dritz, D R I Z Z T. It's Dritz Jordan. Um, he's a character from the Forgotten Realms I books. No um, he's basically he's like a dark elf, and you know, in most fantasy settings, dark elves are evil. Yeah. Um, but he, he's a good guy. Um, so he realizes that he doesn't like what's going on with the Dark Elves, and he escapes um, the Dark Elves, and, uh, you know, he basically starts, like, a and d party. You know, he finds, like, a little dwarf guy, <laughs> yeah, and he finds, so like, a barbarian. Type. Yeah, it's a high fantasy kind of thing, but he's, you know, he's kind of a badass, because he's, he's a Dark Elf in a place where Dark Elves are not around, so... You know, elves in, in high fantasy tend to be kind of overpowered. You know, they, they're... They're ancient to yeah, some they're, extent. They're, they're better mystical. At, at crafting, and, you know, they always have the best of everything. And, yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting. Um, he's He is kind of overrated. Like, he's he's kind of overpowered for, for the universe that he's fighting in. But the thing that I'll give him is they do do a really good job of making the other characters also important. You know, okay. the first... So the Dark Elf trilogy is the first three books. And, I mean, I, I don't even know how many books there are. There's probably like 30-something books now. Um, but the Dark Elf trilogy is all about him. And then it goes into the next trilogy, and I can't remember the name of it. But he really starts developing his party, and they become an interesting and important part of the story instead of it just being solely about him and his adventures. So I really I really like the books. Um I do think he is a little bit overrated because again he's he's a little bit more powerful than he probably should be for a guy that uh you know grew up in a way where he wasn't he wasn't always fighting to be the best um so let's see here yeah. Cap- Captain America is another one that I found on here Yeah we know you disagree and I completely disagree and and it's not just because I'm a Captain America fanboy I don't think he's overrated again going back yeah. to what we said earlier I don't think he has that I don't think there's enough following. people that follow. I mean, there. I see Captain America T-shirts everywhere, but it's just kind of a cool symbol. Again, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's and, not like, and it's it's like the Avengers, and like yeah. it represents a different thing. I don't think right. if you went and asked, well, what's your favorite Captain America comic? Right, they'd be like, there that exists. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't think the people that are those shirts are marketed to are like diehard Captain America fans. Right. Not enough people have read Brubaker's Captain America. If you have not read Captain America or you don't like Captain America, you need to go and join the party and uh, read Brubaker's Captain America. He's the one that originated the Winter Soldier storyline. He brought back Bucky Barnes to be the Winter Soldier. So we wouldn't have the current, you know, the current Winter Soldier without Brubaker's line. So it's it's a really good read. It's really interesting. Um, not going to read it. I know you're not, but some people <laughs> listening might. <laughs> and uh, you know, we were just talking about the other day. We've had more listeners um, in the last, you know, on the last episode than we've had in a long time. So I- I'd like to thank everybody that's been listening. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you know, hopefully, some of these people are joining the Captain America train. We need we Chris. Need more- <laughs> is, he's handing out membership cards. Um, he's giving out door prizes. Was uh, there anybody else that uh, the, the that one? Stood out on the here? one that the last one that stands out to me. And I again agree completely. Is Naruto? I don't really know too much about him. Okay. I tried to watch the show a couple times, and, and, and it just stopped. never. 
You know, exactly. <laughs> I just could That's not get saying. into that show. I, I watched like 60 episodes or 70 episodes of that freaking show. Just waiting. Because I'm like, man, this has such a cult following. Yeah. Like, it's got to be good at some point. Mm-hmm. And I just kept watching. And I'm like, I, why are, Why am I doing this? Right. Like, the there's a, a ton of filler that is completely irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the things that happen, every single fight's like, clone jutsu. And I'm like, we get it, man. You can make clones of yourself. You can't, again, plot armor to the max. Right. It's like, you're doing the same, you're a one-trick pony. This is not fun to watch. Yeah, I think I've seen like 10 episodes of it. And I just, you know, like you said, there's just so much filler. You know, it was like watching, it was like watching in the original Dragon Ball Z again. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like, man. We're gonna, like, Goku's running on Snake Way. Ten yeah. episodes later. Goku's still running on Snake Way. Is he ever going to get there? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so I agree completely with that, man. I think Naruto's very overrated. Uh, but that's really the only... I think we pretty much covered all the ones in here that are at least... Were, oh. Well, and I, we don't even talk about that. Yeah. Um, I. But I think, you know, there, that was a really good discussion and topic. So thanks to Wande for posting that. He posts a lot of good topics like that. Yeah, definitely. We we definitely appreciate that. Because um, that's what we really like. That's my, those are my favorite things in the group is when not... You know, it's not just... I mean, memes are great, but when it's like something... Like let's as as nerds, let's discuss something and kind of have fun with it, right? And that's a great outlet. It to is do it. funny how like controversy always brings the nerds out, though. Well, it's because you're passionate about right. something, man. It's like you know um, who's overrated. Well, fuck Goku. Yeah, I fucking right. hate Goku. Like people love to say that. It's not you know. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the fun stuff. Um, so one of the other things uh, that you wanted to talk about, I think it's a it's a really cool topic because. Um, well, especially considering you just trained for this, yeah. Basically, <laughs> um, Chris was just training for the zombie apocalypse, basically. So he he had the the idea to talk about what what we would use, or what, right? Is that what we would use? Or yeah, pick? what a preferred weapon for for fighting the zombies, and and why we feel that way. And and uh, you know, we'll probably go talk about a couple different things because I I don't think that there's like any perfect weapon for. Well, it. there is. Well, the a lightsaber, okay. No, <laughs> I mean that's that's decent, but but um, you've obviously never played Daisy. No, I have not played. So Daisy. if you did, especially in the early days, you would know the perfect weapon to kill zombies is a fire axe. A fi- is it literally an axe? It's on fire. You're just talking about a fire, like axe. a fire axe, okay. that a fireman would use. Yeah, I'm gonna have to disagree with that though. Well, if you played the game, you would know because it. W- I'm serious. It was the you best could, you, weapon could have, in the you game. could have an M4 on your back and you'd pull that damn axe out because it was quiet. Uh huh. It wouldn't att- attract the other zombies, right? And it was one hit kill no matter where you hit them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, and I they were slow and I agree stupid, that, so it was easy to hit. It was easy to hit. I do agree that those are very important attributes to fighting zombies because you don't want to alert the zombies. You want to kill them as fast as you can because they're always in yep. in herds. And uh, what was the other? What was the third thing you said? So they were, it was easy to hit up. Like yeah, was, okay. Anywhere that you hit them did dam did good damage. Yeah, I mean, like killed them. Hit, okay. hit him in the arm, dead. Yeah, that's kind of silly. My problem with the fire axe. <laughs> well, it's a video game. My so. problem with the fire axe is it they break easily. You know, I, I don't want. Well, not easily, but if you're if you're cleaving down, you know, ten twenty zombies, you know that wood can break. You know, you're. you're can it? Have you killed enough? Um, human beings with an axe to know that the limits of the wood. You know, I I can't talk about that stuff. We're talking about <laughs> top secret information, right? <laughs> but uh, I just see the the wooden the wooden handle being a liability. I mean, 
So what if we get one that's made out of, um, instead of wood, I mean, that handle could be some kind of composite material. Okay. Yeah. My other thing with it is, have you ever swung an axe before? No. Well, yeah, probably. They're pretty tiring, and they're kind of unwieldy. Like, it's not... I don't think that you're easily going to be able to swing and because real well realistically, but realistically, if we're saying the best way to kill a zombie is to detach their head or do damage to their head, you're constantly swinging at shoulder length with with an can axe. You see these shoulders? I'm fine. Well, you know, but how how often can you swing them with them shoulders? I mean, <laughs> we're, you know, big big muscles are great. And you're going to be able to hit hard, but how long can you keep swinging? As long as you I know. have food, I'm fine. <laughs> well, in a zombie apocalypse, we're running issue. out of food. Yeah. So. No, I mean, obviously, it's not uh, the ideal choice, but I would just... No, I think it's a good choice. Um, I'm in, just saying, I'm, like game, I said, I'm just was, saying that, was, like, here's the reasons why I think that it might not be the perfect choice. Um, and it's, I mean, it's really hard to think about what would be the perfect choice because, there, I mean, every weapon is going to have flaws, um, you know, and if we if we I mean, take if we talk away about guns, you're talking about ammunition's a big yeah. one, right? I mean, ammunition, jamming, being able to clean the gun, especially in, in an apocalyptic type right. scenario, right? Because I mean, finding ammunition is not easy. I mean, you think that you know, well, there's you, always you have people. to clean a Glock, right? They 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 run forever. They run for a long time. You do have to clean a Glock. <laughs> you eventually are going to have to clean that sucker. You might be able to. You might be able to push it to like five thousand rounds or something like that before you got to clean it. And I mean, maybe you have a weapons cleaning kit with you in your Is it you just know, your oil? bag. But um, well, I mean, you gotta you gotta get the carbon off. So you need so something to score it you, with. Yeah, yeah, you need something to scrape the carbon off. You need some kind of degreaser to help get some get some more of it off when you get down low. Um, and then you do want an oil to, to lubricate it so that the action can keep working. Um, so, I mean, guns are definitely going to be an important part of fighting the zombie apocalypse, but they're, you know, shit hit the fan in this certain situation. Now we're bringing those out, you know, so I, I like the idea of having guns, um, but I would rather use them from far away with some form of silencer on it. You know what I mean? So you have but do like, we do we do we need something that's actually gonna gonna be suppressed at that point? I mean or is the speed of the round still gonna be enough to attract a zombie? Well there's they're subson- there's subsonic ammunition out there. So right, that's but the it, other again part it's it. rare. Yeah it's gonna be more rare than your typical yep. round. I mean, also it's lower velocity, so I mean, I don't know if it's gonna do as much damage. They they're usually lower velocity because they weigh more so you're no. still gonna. You, so you get the same. I mean, there's still force transfer. Yeah, it's point. not. Yeah. It's not going to be the same, um, especially if we're talking about five five six ammo, which is you know um, two two three, which is what a standard AR is. Their their biggest thing is that they the faster the bullets go in, the more damage it's going to cause because it's basically a twenty two round. You know, and most people, you know, they laugh at 22s. Like, you can just take a 22 and keep trucking, which is not really true. But it 22 is not really that deadly unless it's going super fast. Um, so I would want a 308, which is generally the next step up. It's right. 308, 762 is like the same ca- type of round. Um, that's what I would prefer in a subsonic, or there's also 300 blackout, which most people listening probably have no idea what 300 blackout is. But yeah, you have to understand, most of our listeners probably are not weapons geeks. Right. There might be some. <laughs> but. but 300 blackout is, it's the same size cartridge is a is a 223 or 556, but the a bullet round. is almost the same size as a 308. So it's got a much bigger bullet, um, and 
it's it's kind of an interesting round because suppressed, it's really hard to hear. Like you hear the bolt in the gun moving, and you don't really hear the round, especially subsonic. Like one of these days when I get mine, um, when I get mine released from the ATF, I'll well I'll take you out and we'll shoot this <laughs> thing because it's 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 actually pretty cool. Um, but so you've got subsonic rounds, um, and like I said, they they fire a little slower. You know, they're trying to not break the sound barrier, but they hit harder because they tend to be significantly heavier rounds. Well, yeah. So I mean, and just to to clarify with people, force is mass and acceleration. So. You can understand, and, and actually, when it hits you, it's actually not acceleration; it's deceleration. So right. It's if it's moving really fast and it hits you and it slows down to nothing, that's a lot of deceleration. Mm-hmm. But it's the transferring other, its power to you a lot faster if it's slowing more down or less. Your but body. I mean, it's it's simple math. It's mass literally times right. acceleration or deceleration. Just it just cha- the, the the direction just changes. Mm-hmm. But so what you can see is if we slow the round down to keep the force the same, all we got to do is make the mass go up. Right. So you can kind of play this balancing act, I'm assuming. I haven't looked at the specific numbers, but between, okay, we got to slow the round down a little bit to get it to not break the sound barrier. Right. Which is going to reduce the amount of deceleration that, that happens when it hits something. Mm-hmm. But if we make it heavier, we bet we counteract that and we're going to get the same net force. Right. So like a five five six round typically weighs between 55 and like 64 grains. Um, whereas like a, th- a 308 will tend to be heavier. I can't remember exactly what 308 is. I, I want to say like a hundred and well, shit. That's almost a hundred and something. Much, right? Um, and then 300 blackout subsonic. Um, I have rounds that are 200 grains, so it's four times, four times the mass. Yeah. So but it's only going half the speed. That's what I was going to say. So realistically you could reduce the, the acceleration or deceleration by four yeah by a factor of four and it would still do the same amount of force yeah and what that was actually one of the things that we did um this past weekend was we uh shot um a uh, uh like a ham hock and you know just to kind of see what the damage would do i don't know what that is yeah like a like a big piece of of ham like a big piece of a pig. oh i got you you, so sh- like, you i okay so you shot bullets at right to ham sorry okay. that yeah that probably didn't you shot a ham like why are we shooting ham <laughs> yeah, we're, i didn't shoot ham out of the gun we shot the gun at ham okay. <laughs> um so it kind of like to show like what kind of damage that these weapons can do um and like i said five five six it flies so fast that you have this tiny little entry hole and then you know still a pretty small exit hole um but the 300 blackout had a a decent size entry hole and then it just completely blew the back out of this thing like bones flew like literally into the trees you know 20 or 30 feet behind where where it was so it just kind of shows you like how much more damage that that bigger bullet can do mass yeah i mean why does a truck if it you know a big truck hit something you know, you oh, see yeah. these little cars crumple, right? Yep. Two little cars hit each other and nothing happens because right. they don't weigh anything. You know, um, but yeah. So, so if, if so, guns are part of the picture for you. Absolutely, I think that well, you have to have right. them, especially and not just defending yourself from zombies, but, but defending yourself from other people. Um, so, like I said, you want like a but that's not the question. Weapon. But that's right. not the question. We're no, not I fighting other people. What's what's the zombie part of it though? So we got a suppressed weapon and three hundred blackout, so that it does. It's got some stopping power. Yeah. Um, the only problem with the random blackout is it is a scare, uh, more of a scarce so if, round. You know, so you, you need roll to be a stockpiler. If you misroll your ammo check, 
Yeah, there you go. You're you're screwed if you miss Roll Your Ammo Check. We're talking about Necromunda here, if anybody... <laughs> they, they don't know, but yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, my favorite weapon would probably be, like I said, a lightsaber. Um, obviously, that's not a real weapon, So, but we're talking but about fictitiously it, 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 and here. And it's unwieldy, though. I mean, that's fair. So, if even if you could choose a lightsaber, are you trained to use a lightsaber? Are you going to cut your own heart, hand off? Because one of the theories was always... People that are untrained in the force can't really use a lightsaber because the blade is massless. Mm-hmm. It's extremely difficult to control. Whereas you, yeah. you see a sword, right, where you've got a lot of weight hanging out in front of you, you can feel where the blade is mm-hmm. and use that inertia to move it and keep it out of a path that's going to hit you. Yeah. I mean, I think that I think anybody could learn to use a lightsaber. I mean, really, you're just waving around. We a see handle. it a little bit. I think in the Clone Wars, there's a bounty hunter that uses a lightsaber yeah. a little bit. I mean, like, let's be real. I mean, with a lightsaber, it's not like you have to swing everything into it. I mean, if you just kind of wave your hand in front of yourself with a lightsaber in it, it's nowhere near pointing at you. It's going to fuck up every single thing it touches. You Unless know what I'm it's saying? Not a lightsaber. Well, but, what you but want. hopefully zombies are not running at you with lightsabers. Well, you never know, man. I mean, re- shit, it could be we real We are bad. really fucked in this scenario if they're running <laughs> <around> with lightsabers. <laughs> I might just not even worry about fighting zombies and just starve to death on the yeah. ground if they've all got lightsabers. <laughs> um, but otherwise, um, you know, I think that a hand-and-a-half sword would probably be the best weapon. So we're talking about like a medieval sword. I was going to say, you're going to have to clarify. Um, I'm not an armorsmith. So a medieval sword, hand and a half means that you can use it both one-handed and two-handed, like when okay. you need to. Um, so, so the blade's not super long, super no, heavy. No, the blade's usually but about... But it's heavier than a single-handed blade. Right. And because you have more handle... You can get those big swings in when you need to. So when you need that cutting power now, you can you can put that extra momentum into it. You know, just like a baseball bat. Um, I like the idea that because they're they tend to be very strong weapons, but they're also flexible. So when they hit bone, they kind of curve around bone, and they can completely cut through instead of having to worry about like a katana. You Getting know, katanas stuck. are really awesome, but they're really, really sharp, so they get stuck in things. Where, um, as like a hand and a half blade, it's it's going to be a little bit heavier than a katana. And I'm not a weapons expert, like in swords, Kinda so like so please don't like. I mean, somebody's going to correct me on this, but like I don't know the exact you know cutting power of each weapon or whatever. But just looking at you know the deadliest warrior, they did some stuff on this uh, years ago. It was a show on like Discovery, Discovery Channel yeah. or whatever. Um, there's a couple other things that I've watched that have talked about it. And I love the katana. It is an awesome weapon, but it's an it is an overrated weapon. <laughs> if, yeah. you, if you ask anybody, I mean, they can cut through things, but I mean, they're to me, they're they not as amazing seem, as everybody seem thinks. Fragile, they are, and they're not heavy. No. So again, we we talk about how do we just going back to the same discussion we had with with the the bullets. We're, we're transferring force as a function of mass and acceleration or deceleration. Right. So, have you picked up a katana? They're light as shit. Yeah. Go pick up, like, when we went to the Renaissance Fair. I mean, I picked up, like, this giant... I mean, it must have been... The Claymore. The Claymore that was probably seven or six, seven feet long. Yeah. And it's like, this thing weighed fucking 60 pounds. Right. And I, it was probably about twelve pounds, but yeah, no, really, yeah. that was not. 12 they're they're, pounds. they're a lot lighter than you think. They're. I mean, they feel 60 really heavy. Pounds was probably heavy. But they feel really heavy, but I promise that it was it was 
it was probably a lot lighter than you would imagine. It, I mean, it obviously wasn't 60 pounds. Right. But I don't, 12 is probably not enough. Because I could take a 12 pound, it had to be way more than that. Are you going to Google it? I'm just curious what the average weight of a Claymore is. No, I am too, because it can't be 12. Five and a half pounds is the average weight no of a Claymore. No shit. I'm not saying that the one that you picked up was, but I don't think it was more than 12 pounds. And it was it's the way that it's balanced is why it feels kind of weird, because Claymores are very like balanced towards the tip. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because the hardest thing was was holding, you know, he, yeah. had, he had me as, as a test of my strength as I, everywhere. It's like the negative. It's like, <laughs> well, let's see if you can do this. It's like, all right, fine, whatever. So, you know, he had me hold the blade out. Right. Like at a straight extension from my arm, mm-hmm. a parallel to the ground. And it was really difficult. Yeah. And he had me then just, mo- just only moving at my wrist, pick the blade directly up, yeah. and then come back down. And it was possible, but man, it felt way heavier than ten. I mean, ten pounds. Yeah, but and again, I mean, it, if the weight is all the way at the tip, right? Again, well, your here, fulcrum here, is, is. I off. was going to say. We're, then we talk about <laughs> we're going to talk about torque, which is force times distance. So for that that the force is the weight we're talking about. The further it is away from your pivot point, mm-hmm. the more difficult, the more torque you have to apply to move it. So, yeah. So again, you know, if it's the, all the weights at the tip and it's six feet away, that's going to be a lot harder to move than if it's right at the handle. Exactly. Um, And I don't recommend a Claymore just because they are so much heavier. So you're going to get tired a lot faster. Yeah, but my point was going back to the same discussion uh, as we had with the bullets, um, and we talk about um, katanas Mm -hmm. where where our force is a function of the the weight of something and the speed at which we're moving it or not or stopping it. Mm -hmm. Um, You have this assuming we're moving it or stopping it at the same speed, which is pretty pretty accurate. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's going to be a ton of variation how hard I can swing something. But the next function that's part of that is how heavy is it? Mm-hmm. What's its mass? Katana is really light. Right. So, yeah, it's not necessarily going to, you know, its benefit is that it's sharp. So it right. goes through stuff. And I'm not saying something necessarily has to transfer a lot of force to do a lot of damage. But, because, I mean, if it, shit, if I get a katana stuck in my chest, it's still going to do some damage. Oh, yeah. But, like you're saying, with, with something getting stuck, the force of something that's just heavy is just going to go right through something. Yeah. Or it's going to break it so that it's not stuck in between the things. It's you know it's it if if a sword you know like a katana hits a bone and gets stuck in the bone, it's going to stay there, and you know you're going to have to forcefully pull it out. Whereas like a claymore, because it's got or not a claymore, but well, I mean a, or a claymore, blade. but a heavier blade, it hits that bone. It's probably going to also break that bone, which questionably is doing more damage. You know, um, and then. It also makes Maybe it easier to, a to release. But to a regular person. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you break a zombie's femur, I mean, I don't it's think probably the zombie gonna, cares. Yeah, but it's still going to strong. It's still not going to be st- able to stand up on that. Yeah, on, on that a femur. Foot. If yeah. we're talking about the yeah, obviously it's feet or or whatever right. or legs. But I'm just saying it's arm. I don't think it's going to care if you break its its tibia or right. It's well, I don't even know the arm bones, mm-hmm. but and one of those. So to kind of go back to the hand and a half sword, one of the things that I like about it is that you can it's a hand and a half. So you don't have to use two hands. So you could have a shield or something in your left hand. So you just want to be a knight. Yeah, I mean, put yeah, on, I'm put all on about a being a paladin. Suit. I'll say put on a full <laughs> suit of armor. Well, if you were going to be a paladin, you'd have a hammer. Yeah, it just you, depends on what. I mean, if you come weird. on, you've played Diablo. Like, we're yeah. going to have a giant shield and a hammer that we... <laughs> Send whirling mystical hammers out of right. That's what paladins do, man. That's a crusader, to be fair. Well, it's but. the same thing. Come on, <laughs> it was a paladin in D two. Yeah, 
Yeah, but uh, well, I mean, I, like like I said, it just depends on what ver- universe that we're talking about here. Because paladins and and some of the other things, like in uh, Final Fantasy, paladins tend to have a sword. Well, a sword I mean, shield, uh, I mean, a hand and a half sword to be. But regardless, <laughs> paladins are always. In a big suit of armor with a big yeah. shield. Their weapon... I mean, I can use the sword in Diablo. Mm-hmm. Don't have to use a hammer. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I would... I mean, I definitely would want to have a, a suit of armor. I mean, it wouldn't even have to be like a big nightly no, suit of armor. No, but you want something that's yeah. going to protect you, right? Because at the end of the day, if you're trying to avoid a bite... Yeah. What you really want is skin coverage. Mm-hmm. It's hard to penetrate. Right. And something like Kevlar does a pretty good job of that. Like, unfortunately, one of the weaknesses of Kevlar is it can be, you like, you stab through it. Uh, Yeah. Um, Can you shear it? um, If I take it, I rip it? I think you could, right? It would be very difficult. It's it's woven. It it is, but it it is very difficult to to rip it like that. I don't know. Um, That's why I'm asking. I mean... Because it tends to be really thick. You know, it'd be like trying to rip a phone book. Okay. Um... It's not as thick as a phone book, but it's probably about as strong as a phone book, even though it's only a couple millimeters thick. Um, but its weakness is you can stab through it. But you're not really worried about that with zombies because they're not stabbing. They're more like clawing or biting. Uh, or biting. And biting, it would it would protect you really well against um, clawing. You know, you're he might eventually get through that, but hopefully you're not just you, letting you him just sit there and claw him at you like the, yeah. for 20 minutes yeah. or something like that. Um, so something like Kevlar, Kevlar is also really lightweight. Um, and then, you know, like maybe elbow pads, shoulder pads, knee pads, you know, you kind of see some of that, um, like riot gear, you know, that kind of stuff would be really good. Cause that tends to be lightweight. Um, it's not too hot, which I mean, if you're fighting zombies, you don't want to yeah, be sitting there sweating. Well, just in a survival state at all. Right. right. I mean, pers- being, uh, perspiring is not very good thing cause you're losing water and yeah, which you're already probably low on anyway. Right. Yeah. You definitely don't want to be dehydrated. Right. I mean. And not only, again, we're not only losing water, we're losing electrolytes, too, mm-hmm. when we sweat, which is almost worse. Yeah. Because that's going to be harder to find, I would guess, than what you could probably find water somewhere, but yeah, salt, minerals, stuff like that is going to be a little tougher. Yeah, but I mean, are you going to be able to find potable water, you know, in, you, in a zombie apocalypse kind of situation? I mean, there's ways around it. Depends, that, right? I mean, you it depends on... recollect it. I mean, yeah. there's... I mean, it depends on, you know, how early into it, what caused the zombies. I mean, if you're talking about, um, you know... T-virus. You know, chemical (laughs) weapons being in it, you know, your your filter straws or something might not be able to affect it. Um, You know, and boiling water actually doesn't do a whole lot. It's going to kill bacteria. It kills bacteria, but there's other, you know, viruses and whatnot that that it doesn't touch. Yeah. Well, it could, depending on if it's... Really, it wouldn't denature a virus? I don't think so. Yeah, fever denatures a virus, and it's only a hundred something degrees. Yeah, but I, I, I'm pretty sure when you know, gosh, it's been. I should have researched a little. I bit I mean, more that's they distill this, water, right? Yeah, but that's how you distill it. You just boil it and recollect it. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing distillery, that's going to be a lot better because you're boiling it to a point where it's going into a different vessel. Well, that's you know what, I'm what I'm saying. saying. I mean, I mean, if you're doing that, I wouldn't boil up. That's what I said. As I would boil it and recollect it. Like I'm going to okay. evaporate the shit. I see what you're saying. And you don't necessarily need this elaborate setup. Again, this is right. the engineer in me talking. But I mean, all you need is something to catch the steam coming right. off the pot, like a coil kind of. Yeah, it doesn't even need to be that. I mean, if you had turned a funnel upside down, right? I mean, the water would go up into the tubes, mm-hmm. and then and then it's going to cool down once it's out of the pot, and it's going to recollect. Right. You'll lose a lot of water. I'm not saying this is going to be an efficient way to do it because mm-hmm. it's open to atmosphere. You know. 
right. you might not recollect all the water that you get. But if you start with a gallon, you might get a you know a liter. Right. Or 25%. I mean, who cares? No, I agree with that. that I mean, point, distilling water is going to be a lot better. But then again, like you said, you're now you're taking the, the minerals and everything out of that water. Yep. Um, but just boiling water tends to not be the best yeah, way I, yeah, in a survival I, yeah. situation. Yeah, I meant really distilling. The not best way tends to be filter. some kind of filter, yeah. right? Um, yeah. But then, you know, again, you're talking, does it is it a small enough filter media to get the viruses or chemical, right. you know, um, out of it if mm-hmm. that, that happens to be the case i mean a lot of them um a lot like of the ones that they sell filter is not going to do that no shit. but and they i'm not sell, talking about a special you know yeah. unless you buy that beforehand which you should but where, but where <laughs> you know where are you going to find that shit yeah you're not going to go i mean maybe Dick, go Dick's to ray to dicks needs and, to be the first place that you go or yeah something. but maybe so not you dicks, you and everybody know. else right right um, you know that's the first thing people are going to think is let's go raid this sporting goods store and get guns and get mm-hmm. tents and get uh, propane and propane propane grills and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot to it. So, so I think you know, with the weapons, I mean, obviously, I was really joking, but I mean, I, I mean, if you had to pick one, what would you pick? Like I said, I'd well, so pick I can, one one weapon that's going to be the only weapon that I can use yep. would probably be. So. So I'm not like in this scenario, like I'm not going to be able to pick up other weapons by having these weapons. Like I'm not going to be able to find other weapons. Yeah, like you have your. It would be the hand and a half sword, like that, because like I said, I can defend myself with my left hand and still be able to swing and cut off little zombie heads. And you know when shit really started hitting the fan, and I needed to use both ar- both arms. I could use both arms, and you can train yourself to be able to fight with your left arm when your right arm starts to get tired. So you can you get a lot of versatility out of that weapon. Um, like I said, they tend to be pretty strong um, and flexible, um, and they're not necessarily as reliant on a, having a very sharp edge like a katana would be. Yeah. Um, like I said, katana early on is probably going to be more effective than the hand and a half sword. But are you going to have time to sit there and sharpen it every time that you kill ten zombies? No, you know, you're not. if you accidentally bang and, that sucker off some concrete, right? yeah, it's it's dull, right? Yeah, I mean. There's they are powerful because they are so ridiculously sharp. And the thing about ridiculously sharp is they get weapons really is they easily. get really dull really easy. I mean, all it takes is you you scraping it the wrong way on something and you've bent it. You know that's why chefs constantly use the the, the steel stones. Yep. Um, and they use that steel to bend back. That that metal it's been bent over kind of like a hook. I mean, if you look at it at a microscopic well, I would level, say if you see even the, even needles are the same way. Yeah. If you look at if you've ever seen those are some of the really cool images. Uh, have you seen those the scanning electron microscope oh, yeah. of the mm-hmm. needle tips? And the first time it's like perfect, and you put it in somebody one time. Yep, and it looks like. I mean, it's a nightmare. It's like mm-hmm. bent over, all crumpled up, and it's like Jesus. Yeah, that's why um, you know in healthcare we try to use two needles. Like you know, you, stick, you draw with one, you draw with and, one yeah, needle, and then you get another. another needle, and you'd think that this little rubber thing is not going to have oh, that it'll much fuck of it effect, up, man. But it's so yeah. sharp, right? You know, I mean, so I, you I'm want, with you. You want that thing to be as sharp as possible if you don't want to feel it. So, um, 
But like I said, the katana is a great. So you weapon. heard it here first. Get the uh, the hand and a half sword. Everybody needs to go. I buy I think one. everybody should own a hand and a half sword. Just, I mean, one? just in case. No, I don't. But what I think the heck? you should I'll say you have plenty of weapons. And you don't have a hand and a half. <laughs> the one you're you're recommending for the zombie apocalypse, right. you don't even have. I'm man. not ready for the zombie apocalypse yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's Chris's next training trip. He's going to. But I do. Train I, with a hand I do and have a sword. filter though that everybody should everybody should own with them. And I don't just say that for the zombie apocalypse. I say that like as a guy that knows that sh- shit like Katrina happens and yeah, you don't I mean, want to be in a even, situation I mean, shit, your water lines can bust yeah. and and I mean that happens, yeah. right? Even living in a city. Yeah. Where and you may not get the warning before you're pouring water yeah, and it's coming out the, brown. Yeah, <laughs> and but with you know these filters, you know these the filter technology is so oh, good, good these days that you can take out lead and all that stuff out of these things. Um, and I, I mean, you know, this is not really nerdy, but it kind of is. I mean, we're talking about science here, but uh, I mean, I think everybody should have one of those filters in their house houses, and you, you can get them that is just like a straw, so you're just sitting there yeah, drinking, drinking out of a cup with this thing and they're not they're not that expensive i mean you're talking about like maybe 40 bucks um but you know you heard it here first guys yeah get your your filter straws get your filter straw i can't even remember what brand it was i wish i could recommend a brand but anyway i mean you can look online no no recommending brands until they sponsor us that's true so if you if you are a manufacturer of a filter straw and you're listening to this podcast (laughs) feel free to sponsor us and we will uh, read ads about your filter straw. the nerdiest survival podcast ever Um, so yeah, I think um, that's a lot of interesting discussion there. So well, you didn't say what you're. I don't talking. know. I mean, I know you said the axe, but I don't know if that's that really... was a joke. Okay, I mean, it was a joke, but it's you know, it's nerdy because it's based on a video game, right? But, um, yeah, I don't know that it would matter because I'm going to die anyway. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm, I'm just not going to take it too seriously. If the zombies are coming, man, I mean, I'll try. It's I guess, not really but... worth it. Like no, fighting I mean, like, what am I gonna, it's not. It's not that it's not worth it, but it's like I'm not trained in any wep, like in any way. Like yeah. I require a lot of calories. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm like the worst survival. Guy. I'm slow. Like my back is injured. I'm not. I'm not lifting things around. Right. I can't walk long distances. I'm screwed, man. So this is why when you ask me why I have so many guns, this is why I have so many because I want my friends to be able to be there with me. I don't, I don't want to be by myself in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> but I'm going to be taking the lion's share of the food, though, just so be ready for that. Um, but, yeah, so the, one of the other things that, that uh, we had on the agenda for tonight was um, your favorite childhood console. Yeah, definitely. That's and you know i'm sure that you know everybody's going to have different answers for this because you know everybody not everybody had every every console when they were a kid no i certainly didn't right especially you know growing up i mean in for me in the 90s like you know my family wasn't poor by any stretch of the imagination but i think compared to today the ex- access to technology was a lot less mm-hmm. so like you were lucky to get one right like it wasn't like today you know today where it's like yeah one year i buy my place my kid an xbox and next year for christmas i buy him the playstation mm-hmm. and and you know for his birthday we get him a, a game boy and it's like these kids have everything yeah, and it's and more acceptable and you know the PC. you know what i'm saying <laughs> like, so yeah. but i mean i get it because the technology is definitely more accessible mm-hmm. um and i mean it was like a big purchase to buy a gaming console and all the games and stuff that came with it. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, so for me, um, the the growing up, I had a PlayStation One and, and then a PlayStation Two. Mm-hmm. So we were a PlayStation family. Okay. Um, for better or worse, I, I you know I I don't 
I'm not a to this day. I'm not like a diehard PlayStation's. I've got an N64 sitting in the other room for a reason, right? Right. Um, I think you know it was one of those things where I just never had an N64, but I always wanted one. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you don't have to. I mean, it doesn't have to be one that you did own. Do you think that the N64? It's was a better more? console. Do you think that it was it would have been your favorite? As oh well? yeah, it was. I mean, yeah. even not having one, mm-hmm. it was like I wish I had that. Yeah. You know, I mean. Um, I think Nintendo games are hands down the best multiplayer games. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which is the most fun part, in my opinion, of video games is the social experience that comes with it. Yeah. I mean, it was the first system that, that had on board four controllers. Oh, I, yeah. First, I mean, it was one of the only ones. Yeah. I mean, I mean, eventually you started getting those adapters where you yeah, could, that was, but there weren't really the, a lot of games that you could do, that like maybe Madden it. or something like that. I you mean, could you do could that. do it in some shooters and stuff yeah. too, but again, that was like, I mean, outside of the Nintendo stuff, PlayStation was always two controllers. Yeah. I didn't know a single person who didn't love GoldenEye when I was a kid. Yeah, that was a big one. Um, I mean, that was such a big... I it mean, has not aged well, but... No, it has not. I tried to play it the other day, and I was getting pissed off because the controls just make no sense whatsoever. Yeah, well, it's just... <laughs> it's, it's not like an, a modern first-person shooter. Right. Like, at all, right? You, you know... You don't have the two joysticks. Yeah, we're so used to being able to control movement in all directions and mm-hmm. and view in all directions, and, and we're aiming dynamically with that. Yeah. But really, in GoldenEye, you have movement, and you're, you don't really aim... Your aim is center of the screen, right? And and you're aiming by moving more. Just, I mean, you you, so can, you can aim by like pressing. There's a button you press, and it pulls the cursor up, right? And you can aim anywhere on your screen, but that's really inefficient. Mm-hmm. So really, you're kind of trying to trying to pilot around stuff and aim with it. And there's a decent auto aim, I think, in the game yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not necessarily. It's not a huge skill. To hit people. No. You need them in front of you. Yeah. And, you you know, and sort of towards the center of your screen. you got to be good at hiding in that game, too, and or just popping out of corners really quick and, and lighting people up. But you always knew who, you know, you knew when people did that that they were screen watching you. <laughs> well, that, that was, you know, that was like the, the hardest thing about any game, like console game playing local multiplayer was like you had to screen. You were, even if you, like, everybody screen cheated. Yeah. If you, I don't care if you're like sitting here. I know you're, sir. There's somebody listening to this right now. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't do that shit. That's for, you know, that's cheating. You know, I mean, it's like, it's just hard not to. I it's mean, physically in your peripheral vision. Right. So my point is, even if you weren't directly like staring at somebody's screen, like you could see where they were. If you knew yeah. those maps well enough, all I needed to see was some well, random glimpse of color out of the yeah, corner of my eye. And I, and I know, oh, he's right there. Different areas have different colors. And, you know, you could tell, like, one area would be a lot of, like, light gray. And then all of a sudden you see a bunch of this dark green. Well, it's like, oh, well, well, he's he's getting pretty close to me. Or, you know, you just happen to see the inside of the bathroom. And it's like, oh, right. shit. <laughs> like, you know. So, yeah, it is really hard to to not screen watch. I mean, you know, I tried not to as much as I could. But like you said, I mean, sometimes you, either you get too frustrated because you start getting your butt kicked or whatever. And you just got to <laughs> you just got to look. Um you know, you got Smash Brothers, you know, another one of the most iconic games on the on Yeah, the Xbox. I mean, really all I mean, of those uh, Nintendo games, Nintendo. right? Like, like all of them. What, what Nintendo game was bad on the 64? Hmm. There was one that I wasn't a big fan of. Um, what was that game called, though? You had, like, a bunch of different vehicles that you, like, flew around in. 
Um, well, that was Diddy Kong Racing. No, it was it was it was like a it was kind of like generic. It, it didn't have like any specific Nintendo characters in it, but like you had like a little glider. Um, it was like about like you had to like fly through like little rings and stuff like that. Like you had a plane. Yeah, no, I thought that was Diddy Kong Racing. No, it, it definitely wasn't because it. Um, I'm gonna have to look this up later because I don't remember okay. what it is, but. That's probably the, I mean, and that's kind of stretching it because I don't even remember what the name of the game was, but it wasn't that great. But uh, you know, Super Mario was. I mean, well, Mario sixty four was great. Um, what else did not like? Was Donkey Kong on sixty four? Did they ever? Have yeah, like there a was a Donkey Kong. Okay. I don't think that I liked that. I don't think I liked the way that it played. Because I prefer to the side-scrolling version. Yeah, I, see, and I never really played many of those games, so I only played like the classic, like the, mm-hmm. the big titles, like right, um, like GoldenEye, like mm-hmm. Super Smash Brothers, like uh, Mario sixty four, Mario Party, stuff right. like that. I didn't get into like this, you know, even Zelda. I didn't. We've got. I don't really like it to be honest, but um, we've 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 got it now. But I, I never played that back in the day. Right. I watched my friend play it one time, and I was like, "Oh, that looks cool." Mm-hmm. But after playing it now, man, that's whew, that is not. I don't. Yeah, it's one of those controls that you are have really to, rough. Yeah, it's one of those that you had to have grown up playing to really enjoy. Now, um, my favorite as a kid was the Super Nintendo, which I mean, like I said, I mean, Nintendo it's just made a lot really of fun generational. Games. Right? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Um, Super Nintendo was probably my favorite because I mean, solely because of Super Mario Brothers. I mean, I played. I remember every time that I ever got sick, I remember I would start a whole new game and I would just beat the game 100%, you know. God damn. Yeah. yeah. Every every time I got sick and I had to stay home, like that was like my goal is before I had to go back to school, I'm going to I'm going to beat the crap out of some Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> um, I never had one of those, so yeah. Yeah, it was I mean it was a great system. I mean, you had you had that um, Zelda was there, right? There was the first a, one. a good Zelda game on there. Um, you got um, uh, Chrono Trigger was on there, um, which was like, Zach at Cardinal told me that's like the best RPG of all time. Yeah, it's it's one of the most iconic RPGs of all time. I mean, a lot of people would probably say that that's one of their favorites if they played it when it first came out. I, again, I don't know that that's one that you would say is the best of all time if you hadn't played it back then. Um, really. Yeah, I mean it's it's good, but like it was revolutionary for the time. It's not really, you know, if you went back and played it now, I don't think that you would feel like it was that revolutionary. Um, but it was a really fun game. Um, what else have we got on the Super Nintendo? You, I mean, you got a couple of the different Final Fantasies, like Final Fantasy VI was really good on there. Um, Never played that. It's really good. I've got one of my buddies hacked my uh, PlayStation Mini. Or I mean, PlayStation, my Super Nintendo Mini, and he put like a hundred and something games on there. <laughs> so I've, I mean, I've just played all kinds of generic games on there. There's some kind of like Excalibur or King Arthur game that's on there. All oh, side scrolling, yeah. and it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Donkey Kong Country. You know, the first Donkey Kong Country is probably one of my favorite games ever. But it is hard as fuck, man. I'm trying, we tried to go back and play that game. I had Some a party. of those games are really difficult, dude. We stayed up to like four o'clock in the morning and didn't get past like the third or fourth act in that game. And I'm like, I do not remember this game being that hard. And oh, they're not easy. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't believe it. Um, 
What else? Like I mean, games are people may like have a little bit of a jaded recollection, but games are way easier now. Yeah, they really are. Um, but I mean, we gotten away from that whole like you have to die in in video games all the time. You know, it, it was kind of popular because of arcades back in the day. They wanted you to. You know, the replay value was the fact that it was really hard and you had to start all the way over. Right. Or you had to keep yeah, thank God money that's done. into the game. I mean, yeah, yeah that, I don't like that so much. But, I, I mean, and honestly, even now I enjoy video games if I'm playing single player. I enjoy them for the, usually, like, the, the plot, the characters, the world, like, mm-hmm. maybe some neat gameplay mechanics. But I really don't, I'm not a challenge guy when it comes to single player games. Mm-hmm. Like, I never play a game like, ooh, I'm, I'm, it's difficult. Like, I'm not a right. Dark Souls guy. No, me neither. I, I would like, lose, this is really I hard. I lose my mind playing Dark Souls. <laughs> and I tried it for a little bit. I mean, I played it, and it's okay. But it just gets monotonous because I know I'm playing a program. Right, that is just unnecessarily good. Mm-hmm. Like he, like I'm. It's programmed to be better than me, right? And to do things that are ridiculous. But the thing and to me that makes it not fun. Yeah, like I'm fine with playing another person that's good because I'm like this. He is just legitimately. We have the same abilities, the same potential, mm-hmm. all that. He is just better right. at using the things he has at his disposal. Mm-hmm. But when I play a computer program, I'm like, this isn't fair. Right, it's just programmed. It's stacked against yeah. me. Like, he has more health than me. His weapons do more damage than mine. Mm-hmm. Like, so you and I end up doing stupid shit, like hiding in corners and rolling around and, like, just doing cheap shit to win. And it's like, this isn't fun. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Dark Souls is once you understand the patterns in that game... Yeah, it's it, not, it, it's it gets, not horribly It gets fun. pretty easy, because, I mean, I've watched people play that game and... Um, you know, never pick up a piece of armor or weapon, new weapon in that game. Like they just start with whatever one of the starting weapons win. were, and they beat the whole freaking game. I mean, I I watched one guy play that game with uh, with one of those um, rock band guitars. Like I'm like, how the hell are you playing this game <laughs> with a rock band guitar? But he did it. I mean, it was a, it was amazing. Um, so I mean, there is definitely a lot of skill that goes in that game, just learning the patterns and everything like that. But I just don't, I don't know. I, Again, I've never really enjoyed I that. And that's because you're playing a program. Right. And the program is built to do certain things that are unfair. Mm-hmm. So if you learn the ways around it, that's all you need to do. Right. I don't I don't need skill at this game. I need to learn a pattern. Right. Which to me is not fun. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, to me, like I said, that's why I typically enjoy multiplayer games a lot more because it is a challenge of skill versus other people. Right. Where if I lose, it's because I'm not as good as they were. Yep. And I need to improve my skill. I didn't lose because it's I'm playing Superman, mm-hmm. and he's OP, right? <laughs> you know, which is essentially what ends up happening in a lot of single player games. Mm-hmm. So if I play single player games, half time I put them on easy because I'm like I could care less about shooting these NPCs. I'm not going to feel accomplished, right, for beating these little enemy like computer controlled enemies. There's some games that I that I have enjoyed turning it on hard. Um, but for the most part, I agree with you. One game that I really enjoyed after putting out on hard mode was um, Space Marine um, back on like Nintendo 64 or Nintendo 64. What am I talking about? Uh, Xbox 360. Uh, and I mean, it's basically it's a know, Warhammer Space Marine game. based yeah. off Warhammer. But that game was really challenging, but it wasn't like overpower overpowering. In its challenge, like you could still beat it on hard mode. Like I, I ended up beating it. I think like two nights or something like that. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's kind of like a hack and slash slash third person shooter kind of thing. 
Um, and that game I really enjoyed on hard. But most games, you know, like you said, I mean, okay, now it's because I put it on hard, it's going to take me ten times as much damage to get through this guy instead of... Yeah, it doesn't you know, add any challenge, really. It right. just adds unnecessary difficulty. Mm-hmm. And I'd much rather enjoy it, not have... not get frustrated because it's stupid it takes 10 million damage to kill something right like just let me kill him and see what happens in the story Mm -hmm. you know that's where i'm you know if i want a challenge i'll go play multiplayer right um but yeah so i mean um that was you know for me um the consoles growing up it was all i mean i had the playstation the playstation one um you know i still have a lot of those games Final Fantasy VII was one that I spent a lot of time on and still never beat. Yeah. Um, still can't believe you haven't beat that game. That, like, I need hurt, to do it, man. My soul, I need man. to do it. I know, but I just want. That's a game that I go back. I mean, still. To I mean, this that's day, still hundred hours. Yeah. I mean, th- there's no getting around it. Like that. That's what I was talking with Zach and Cardinal about. It was like, um, I'd love to do this and go play this game, but like, it's just slow. Yeah. Like, there's no way to speed. Like, it, it wasn't. Didn't take a hundred hours because I was bad at it. Took a hundred hours because every you run three feet and there's a oh there's a battle right <laughs> oh and then guess what I mean yeah I can skip but still I've wasted a minute and a half doing that yeah and but then you know but you also want the experience you want um, the materia benefits you want to level your I mean there's reasons right. to fight stuff which takes even more time I think the last time I beat it I beat it in like thirty six hours but maybe I'm thinking but, wrong no yeah. I mean it I mean if you want to do a lot and especially if you're not super familiar with the game like you haven't played it several 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 times yeah I mean I'm gonna spend a lot of time running around not knowing where the hell yeah. I'm at I mean I, I think know the that. first time I played it I mean I probably did get pretty close to a hundred hours like it was probably like eighty something hours um, so I mean it's not unreasonable that your first playthrough would be like that especially if you're not using a guide. Well, I mean, I would try, but still, it's like they're not perfect. Right. And then, and even then, I'm sitting there reading while the game's running, so yeah. it's just taking time, right? I mean, so it's not a, you know, it's not a fast process. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my, if I, I wish, so, like, um, on my, my Game Boy emulator on my phone, I can turn the speed up to where I'm playing Pokemon at, like, two or three times speed. Right. Fantastic. If I could do that with Final Fantasy, I may actually figure out a way to do that. I'm sure I can. Oh, I'm do sure that. that there's a way. I mean, there's got to be an emulator out there. Because all the, that I does mean, yeah, exactly. Or not? I mean, shit. I could probably just make my computer do it somehow. Right. I mean, <laughs> that's a benefit of computer PC gaming, guys. Yeah. If there's something you want to change, you can probably change it. I think the one on the computer you can actually do like some random stuff that would be like Game Genie kind of hacks to the. I game. can add my le- like the Steam one. I can up my level to 99 really yeah. fast or something. Um, but to me, that's not the problem. It's it's no. how long it fucking takes to mm-hmm. battle everything. And, I mean, I would like to be able to do that. You know, I want to fight the stuff, but I don't want it to take, oh, okay, I'm just out of the first area and it, it's been 10 hours. You still have your first save from back in the day? No, maybe. No. That's a big maybe. I will look. I've got memory cards. I don't know if I've got that one. <laughs> right. I'm just curious. But the problem I mean, you're, is... Because you were really close oh, to like, finishing the, the, the last game. fight. I, yeah. But I don't have Knights of the Round. Right. You don't even actually have to have Knights of the Round to beat that, but it, it does help a lot. I mean, if you, you probably also don't have like leveled up like mastered mimic material. No, I don't. And, and like that's that. the thing, right? As you get into these, like... That's why I was saying you need to level up your material, right? I know yeah. that like after having aged and understand game mm-hmm. mechanics a little more besides when I was 10 trying to play it the first time. Like, right. 
And there I, are certain zones that you can level up those things faster. And there's ways that, um, you know, taking certain weapons, like there's weapons, I think there's a couple weapons that do like times three materia yep, growth. And, and there's certain enemies that give more materia. Yeah. I mean, I know that, but again, that's something after the fact. And I'm like, okay, so now I got to backtrack. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you wanted to go back today and replay it, like I, I think you could do it. You know, a lot less time than than you really think. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially having like somebody's help. Like, if you wanted to like sit down and play that or whatever, you know, <laughs> you have. I mean, you have the the internet to help you out with that. I mean, you have like people like me that have played it a billion times. Um, there's a lot of resources for that game, um, but just not finishing that game. I mean, it. it I know, I know, it hurts my soul, man. I'm like, God, especially <laughs> to have have gotten that close and not done it. Yeah. That last guy, I'm telling you, last Sephiroth, I couldn't do it. I mean, he is an asshole. I remember I was talking to one of my friends today. Somebody somebody posted some meme. I think it was in the Nerd Like Me um, group where um, basically it said, like, when you get to the, when you, when you're about to beat the last boss and he goes into like his second mode and it was like Like, some monkey and it's just got his like mouth open. He's like, what the hell? I just remember (laughs) like fighting Sephiroth and I was like that because like the first time I ever fought him. Well, you beat Genova. Yeah. Which is not that hard. Yeah. Then you beat Bizarro Sephiroth, mm-hmm. which is a weird fight because you use nine people. Yeah. Right? You're not just using three, and you have to fight his different body parts. Mm-hmm. And then you beat him, and then it's the, the uh, he's Pegasus Sephiroth, yeah. whatever that's called. Yeah. And then you get to the last one, and it wasn't... No, no, no. What the, that was the last one. No, I mean, like, you get to the Omni Slash fight with him. Oh. So... When I when I beat the the second to last one, like I just remember, like the first time I'm playing it, I'm like, yeah, I'm about to be done, you know, because it's like obviously he doesn't have a fucking third form, you know, or a fourth form, I guess if you're counting Genova or whatever. And then I get to that, and it's like, well, there he is with his fucking shirt off, standing there, and I'm like, you got to be kidding! I'm about to have to fight him again with just Cloud, and <laughs> you know, but it's, and, that fight's not hard, right? No, I, and I, I didn't know if you already knew what that fight was or anything like no. that. But it's, no, I mean, it's, I know the challenge is done once you beat right the fucking asteroid asshole. Yeah. But like, I'm just sitting here, like, like my heart just sank. I'm like, I have to fight this dude again, and I think I remember it being like. 11 o'clock at night on a school night or so something like that. So if you lost, you weren't going to be able to do it <laughs> yeah. again. And, you know, my mom's like, you know, you need to get off the, you know, the the video games. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Like, let me finish this. <laughs> and then I get to that. And I mean, like, I mean, once you get to that point, it's all, it's basically just cutscenes after that. But, you know, I'm like, I, my heart just saying, because I'm like, I've got to fight him again. You know, because the other fights, you know, the first time you fight him, the other fights, they're not short fights. No. You know what I mean? Like, And he wrecks you, right? Yeah. I mean, Jesus. So, you know, that that was definitely an experience. Um, and it's an experience that you should experience. Even though I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, you keep getting me into all these games, Chris. Now you no, want me to go I back know, and play man. Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, I, don't I don't have that much time. Right. We need to... We need to just go ahead and retire, man. Fuck this working shit. I know that's what, that's, that's the problem. Can't play video an extra games. eight hours a day would plus travel times. So we're talking about an extra nine and a half, plus, ten hours yeah. a day that I could be playing video games or something. Well, see, we just need sponsors, and then we can just retire. Yeah, if anybody games. wants to sponsor us, that would be cool. You Especially could pay both, if you could pay both Chris and I salaries, we'd be very grateful. I'll talk about your products <laughs> every once in a while, as long as they don't suck. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to promote stuff that sucks, but unless <laughs> unless it's the filter straw, if the filter straw company that's out there, you know, 
if you want to sponsor us, we can talk about the, you know, you can give us, well, we have an engineer over here that can break down exactly how, how it works. works. Yeah. Yep. You know, I even sell filters currently. So well, there I, we go. I you know, I've actually worked for a filters. filter company. So, so there we go. We have experience. We got a guy that's enthusiastic about them on this side of the table. On that side of the table, <laughs> you got a guy that uh, I can knows the all the technical. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't know any of that shit. I know, that uh, the water it's got goes little in holes <laughs> that are very small, and the stuff that's too big to through the holes. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much the, the long. Um, okay, so we've pretty much come up on uh, you know an hour and forty five minutes here. So it seems to be like our standard lately. Yeah, yeah, like no, it's, right we're doing there. good. I like it. I think our conversations are good. I don't think we're forcing anything, and I think um, this is the kind of podcast I like. I know some people have asked for shorter stuff, um, but to be honest, guys, to me, the, the benefit of when I'm listening to a podcast, I like conversations to be organic and yeah. in-depth i don't want short cliff's notes versions of stuff mm-hmm. um you know the fun part is the stuff that's not scripted and that's organic and that hey some chris mentioned something that puts me on a tangent or vice versa right. or whatever um i do love some tangents so yeah i don't think we're going to be changing the length of the podcast at all but if you guys do have suggestions for topics i mean feel free you can either message either of us on facebook you can help post it in the group you can email us at where a nerd like me media gmail.com there we go um since aaron's not no longer here with us so <laughs> at least this time he's not here with us so um we are probably gonna he'll be back but he's heading back out of town here shortly so yeah we had some people that were excited to have him back on and we were both excited to have him yeah, back yeah. on. so i i do look forward to having some more with with him on there so. yeah yeah the three person is always fun and we need to we need to get some more guests um on the show i want to you know I'd sit down at least with some of our other sponsors that you know uh, Tony at, at, at Rec Bar and yeah, and and I would I definitely like to know how you know he got to the point of starting that bar because I mean yeah you know if you you don't live in Louisville you have no idea what the Rec Bar is you know it's it's basically a big nerd bar I mean there's a it's a huge it's arcade, arcade the best arcade in the city yeah. frankly I mean you know there are main event things and, and big other commercial establishments but they don't touch yeah they got all got those there. games that nobody wants to play because right. they cost a ton of money. And they're just not that fun. Whereas the you know Rock Bar's got all Mortal these games, Kombat and Tekken, yeah, and games that you grew up with. You yeah. know, like Gauntlet Legends. Yeah, and, um, was it X Men? Yeah, you know that's one of my favorite games of all time. Game. Yeah, I mean classic stuff, man. Um, so yeah, I'd love to talk to him. Um, but we, yeah, I think that'd be fun to have some more guests on the show, and and especially um, that are relevant to the group. Yeah, um, and relevant. To, I mean, Tony. I mean, also at Rock Bar, guys. There's a huge pinball room, like oh, massive. Yeah. And I, I know think, that there's like some big pinball uh, convention here in I think it's here in Louisville. Yeah, it is. So I think Tony's really interested in pinball, and I and I like to pick his brain on that because yeah. I'm not I don't play. Yeah, I'm, I'm terrible. terrible. I'm horrible. I'm terrible at pinball. Like he invited me to the pinball tournament thing, and I'm like, that's a dumb idea. <laughs> like I will for sure be last. Right. Like I'm terrible at pinball. Um, but yeah, so uh, actually speaking of Rec Bar, this will release uh, on Friday and uh, on September first which is Saturday, we will be at Rack Bar at 6 p.m. Um, so if you're in Louisville, you're listening to this, and you're not sure if you should come out, come hang out, come uh, play some, we'll give you some free tokens. Um, what we have, They have awesome food there, so come have some dinner, come have some drinks. We get drink specials also. We get um, happy hour specials all night. Yep. Um, and play some video games, hang out with fellow nerds. Um, and then I think uh, Aaron has actually done a really good job of posting the entire event calendar 
for the whole rest of the year. For the rest of the year. So. I think that's something a lot of people were asking about, so I'm glad to see that, that yeah, we yeah. have that now. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good resource, guys, because what we read a lot of times, people were commenting on events like, I thought this was another day. I wasn't sure when this was happening. You know, I couldn't get off of work, whatever. So now we've let you know um, basically three months in advance what's going to be going on and yeah. when so that you guys can plan and hopefully you guys can come hang out with us. Um, and I'm super excited about the Halloween party. I keep mentioning yeah, that to Yeah, people. yeah, yeah. Actually, so, we so have start thinking about what you're going to wear to our Halloween yeah, party. Yeah, we can actually talk about that next week maybe and yeah. talk about what you're going to what you're going to do because I yeah, know that you sounds got like some, a good idea. some things in, in the works for that. And Cassidy keeps bugging me about what we're going to do for Halloween, and I just don't want to do it. So Yeah, you need to do it. I know, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm a party poop, so <laughs> I hate all the effort that goes into that. No, um, I understand. But yeah, so like Chris said, we got we've been getting picking up more listeners recently. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks for sharing the podcast. Thanks for yeah. Please continue uh, to share the podcast. And, and yeah, it again. does help a lot, guys. That's what you know. Um, the that's the best way for us to get visibility. And I know um, you know you don't want to. I'm not saying spam your feeds with it, but you know. I mean, it's if not, we pick up one person from from, we're you not going to be sharing, mad if you spend spam your feed. Yeah, well, I, no, but I mean, I understand. My point is, I understand not wanting to spam right. your feed with sharing stuff, yeah. and being that guy because we all hate that guy on yeah. Facebook. Uh, but hopefully, you know, uh, we make good enough content that's worth sharing. Yeah, but I mean, if you like this week's episode or next week's episode, I mean, you know, any any episodes that you really enjoy, share those with your friends and see if they enjoy it. You know, yeah, right. Because I'm sure, like I said. <laughs> nerds typically band together so yeah. there's somebody in your and, and same same goes with adding people to the group mm-hmm. if you're in the facebook group and you really enjoy the group add your friends guys like right. um, that's the best way to help grow and to really to generate better content mm-hmm. the more people we have the more perspectives we have um the more places people things we have putting content in yeah the better stuff we'll have in there in general and so please please rate the the podcast too oh I mean, yeah that's yeah. another if you big guys are one. listening on itunes which like the vast majority of you guys are um yeah for us to be visible on itunes um at when we're when some someone's searching for a podcast it needs to have a lot of positive reviews and ratings so you know take a couple seconds and and rate it you you know obviously you're gonna rate it five stars so go ahead and click on the five stars <laughs> And, and and leave. I mean, it does a sentence saying why you like the podcast, or hey, I, you know, this is a great podcast, whatever. Um, that will really help with visibility from a, the their search algorithm point right. of view. When someone's searching for a, a podcast that is um, associated with nerds or pop culture, science fiction, whatever, Star Wars, um, all those things, kind of that that we talk about. Um, but we really do appreciate the support, um, not only in, on the podcast but in the group in general. And yeah. Um, we appreciate everybody participating and coming out to the events and whatnot. One thing I was kind of thinking about that might be interesting if people would give us some feedback on is do you like the format where we have very broad topics like today or would you prefer a pot, you know, episodes where say it's just a Star Wars themed episode or, or we have like a Matrix themed episode or, or maybe even like half and half you know, what, what do people prefer to listen to, you know, cause you know, if we talk about a lot of different topics, some people might not be as interested and they might not listen to the whole thing. But then again, on the other hand, if we have just star Wars and people aren't interested in star Wars, they might want, not want to listen to it because it's just that. So I'm just kind of curious what other people, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in feedback in general, you know, yeah. whatever you guys um, have to say, good, bad, or whatever, you're not going to hurt our feelings. Uh, you might hurt Chris's feelings, but you're not yeah, going to hurt my I'm a, feelings. I'm a softie. <laughs> but, uh, no, but we want to know, um, you know, what you guys think and what you guys want to hear. Like I said, the biggest thing that I heard so far is the comments about the length. Um, but, again, it's really hard to kind of contain a discussion to a set amount of time. Right. 
Um, and because honestly, guys, in post production, it makes it really hard to to cut things up and separate it and do all that. And plus, I think things flow a little better. So even if you guys just listen to twenty minutes one point and then turn it back on the next time you're in the car or whatever right. you know you don't have to listen to two hours at once no i mean usually when i listen to podcasts it's not you know i'm not gonna like just start listening to it no. for 20 minutes like no. when i'm doing laundry i'll pop in a podcast when i'm painting at home i'll turn on a podcast when i'm in the car and i've got nothing else going on i'm not listening to an audiobook i'll listen to a podcast yeah so and, you know, a lot of our devices, especially like iTunes or whatever, it's just it'll keep where you're at. So it's yeah. not like you have to worry yeah, about like missing remember. out. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's lots of ways to to get that that information. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of times, you know, when I'm so I have my phone connected to Bluetooth in my car and, um, you know, I listen to podcasts pretty much all the time. Yeah. You know, um, so even if I'm just driving to Kroger, which is five minutes down the road, I get in my car, my phone connects. If I was listening to a podcast it just starts playing yeah. right where I left off. I don't have to do anything. You know, it's right there. And yeah, sometimes I might remember, forget whatever they were talking about, but I listen for a minute and I remember and then mm-hmm. I'm right back on track and it's fine. Um, so I just, you know, I, I just hate to, you know, I, I know you guys had mentioned some concern about the length, but there's really just not a good way to keep producing as quality of content right. in that kind of format. Yeah. Um, we may do something in the future where we have shorter segments if we're doing video and stuff like that, but yeah, I think um, that that would that would be the better way to do it on on video. Um, but I think like in the podcast format, it's you know most people that listen to podcasts, and you know this might not be you, but most people that listen to podcasts want the longer podcast because they only get it once a week. You know, yeah. most podcasts are once a week or maybe once every couple days or whatever. So you know. They want to be able to, if it's their favorite podcast, they want to be able to listen to it and all get week some, long or some something good like content that. Yeah. Out of it, right? Yeah. If we just release thirty minutes once a week. Like, yeah, you're not getting much. I mean, that's one of the conversation topics that we had was thirty minutes. You know, I mean, yeah. we had four topics today, three, two, yeah. th- three topics today, and I mean, it was you know <laughs> an hour and forty five minutes to yep. two hours now. Um, you know, you're, you're not going to get that much if we only do thirty minutes. But again, you know, um, I just wanted to bring that up and, and address the people that had mentioned it and let you guys understand why we've kept doing the same. Yeah. It's not that I didn't hear and understand and, and um, even consider your, your comments or feedback, but I just wanted to give you feedback right. on here's where we're at with it, here's the decision we made, and here's why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, um, nobody wants to hear just no, but no, but here's why. You know, I yeah. think that that's a lot more fair way to handle that um and i mean in the future we might have some shorter ones i mean who knows what the the future is going to look yeah. like um yeah this is i mean even you know when when aaron and i started we had a very um down set format of we're going to talk about this type of stuff and then this type of stuff and this type of stuff and this type of stuff yeah and and that didn't really to be honest it didn't really work very well so now we've we've changed it and we're doing a more Free-floating, we're, we're, you know, discussing all week. Hey, let's here's a list of topics that we could – here's an interesting idea. Here's something cool. Hey, they, we talked about this in the group. Let's talk about this in the – you know, mm-hmm. we get these lists of things, and then we're just having a – let's pick three, four of them and, and have a discussion. Right. And, hell, if we only get through two of them because one of them was an hour and a half, so be it. Yeah. You know, and that's I mean, what we're that's a be. good that's a good subject for us to talk about if we can come up with an you know an hour worth of right. And I don't want and it, that's so. exactly my point is I don't want to be like, well, we got to talk about these four things in twenty minutes each. Yeah, and when it gets to twenty minutes, we're gonna I'm gonna shut it down. You know, I don't want to because that's to me it's 
the good conversations are the longer ones. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so no, but we appreciate it, and, and um, you know, thanks to, for Chris for stepping up and, and um, filling in for Aaron permanently, <laughs> be, <laughs> and uh, I guess taking his spot. And, and Aaron will be joining us when he can. But um, we've had a lot of fun. And when, um, uh, what else we got going on? Let's see. So tomorrow will be Rec Bar. Monday will be at Cardinal from six to nine playing Magic. Um, the new command, oh, new commander C eighteen decks are out. So, oh, yeah. the new pre constructed deck. So, if you're looking to get into commander, now is a really good time um, because you can buy a deck for thirty five bucks at Cardinal. Mm-hmm. MSRP is forty, so you're saving some money by shopping at Cardinal. Um, you can grab a deck that's ready to go. Put some sleeves on it. You don't have to put sleeves on it, but you should put some sleeves on it. Yeah, <laughs> please. You have to please, put some sleeves. Put please put some sleeves on, on it. So we're going to say your your, your deck's actually going to cost forty to forty five dollars <laughs> because you're going to have to include the cost of the sleeves in there. Right. But um, but yeah, I mean, you they know, actually had yesterday when I went in, they had some other decks too. They that do. Weren't just but those, I was so. just saying the you know they're going to be a little bit more above MSRP. Yeah. They're they're basing the prices of those based on um, the current value, the current right. value of the cards in them. But uh, the Commander C18 decks are a really good starting point. Um, they, I think, uh, Command Zone did a really good review of the of the decks and what they thought they did well and didn't do well. Okay, and um, they said they are all pretty. I mean, they work. Mm-hmm. You know, they all feel pretty cohesive and and they're not the the highest power level i think you know people are complaining about the decks because they came out and people want these reprints of these good cards and people want these decks to be really powerful but that's not necessarily what we want for someone that's just getting into the game right you don't we don't want these really intricate rules interactions we don't Mm. want these crazy things happening we want the deck to be to operate at a good pace Yep. We want it to have a decent cohesive strategy so that someone that's playing it can understand what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And we want it, um, you know, to be relatively, um, you know, obviously budget friendly. Like, yeah. you know, you don't want to be spending eighty dollars, ninety dollars, a hundred dollars on something that you don't know that you're going to enjoy. Right. I um, mean, it's something that's competitive, and that's one of the things they said is they these decks worked. You know, and actually, um, so one of the guys, Logan, that came out on this Monday, played with a pre-constructed deck, and he was. There, I mean, he didn't get knocked out super early. Everybody else was playing a deck that had been, um, you know, modified in some way or was not based on a pre-constructed deck. Right. Um, but actually, no, it was uh, Logan and Kimberly both were playing mm-hmm. pre-constructed decks. And they were, I mean, they did just fine. So, the, and they were both C18 decks, so they're holding up with decks that, I mean... My deck at the, that point, I, I don't think I'd spend a ton of money on, maybe 120 bucks. But right, but it's a tuned deck. Like, but we yeah, had but an it's, idea it's, of right. It's that, got a strategy. Yeah. It's not. It's 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 built. It's really cohesive. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's playing you got at a, a better higher mana level. base. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's playing at a, you know a bit of a higher level. But those decks did it. You know, they did keep up yeah. and they were able to stay in the game. So absolutely. Um, I just want to let everybody know that because we'll be there on Monday and it's a really good opportunity to pick something up because those won't be for sale forever. Yeah. And then it'll be, you know, another year before you can buy that deck at MSRP. So, mm-hmm. you know, and another, I don't know. Would you know what the time frame is on that when they go, they stop making them? Um, I'm not really sure. I th- they probably already stopped making them, but they just have a surplus of them right now. That's generally how they do it. They might do like a second wave, like before Christmas. Okay. Um, but then you probably won't see them around as much after so, Christmas. So after that point, you know, guys, the value, if you're going to buy one, you're going to buy it in the secondary market, and the value is going to be based on the value of the cards in the deck, not yeah. based on the MSRP price. Right. So I'm not sure they'll be super expensive because at this point I'm not sure there's a ton of expensive cards in them, but 
it's not. It probably is not. It's definitely not going to be thirty five dollars, which is right. under MSRP. Mm. Usually, I mean, usually those decks um, after after they rotate out, you know, they're they're no longer being printed. Usually, there's like one or two that stay close to MSRP, and then the rest of them kind of go up, like whichever the You'll most see popular one, ones you, are. I'd say the typical range is fifty to seventy yeah. bucks. You know, you, yeah, there are like the, the the deck that Cassidy's using currently was like eighty. Yeah. Tonight, but I've never seen any that are worth less than what whatever you know you would. No, pay no, MSRP, they. they de- so. I mean, that's the good thing about Magic is it's definitely not going to deteriorate in value typically. Mm-hmm. At least from my experience. Yeah, I mean, standard I mean, and stuff market, like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, there there are a lot of there is a lot of Magic finance stuff to look at. But I mean, that's not even, being a new player. That's not even something you should worry about. But you know, pick up pick up one of these boxes. That, that appeals to you throw a throw a couple bucks into it when you're ready and you feel like you know you want to add some more power level to that and there's going to be plenty of people with opinions on what you can add to those <laughs> decks so you're not going to be you know you're not going to walk into it blind i mean you know like you just said the command zone they tend to do like hey here's here's, here's what you can upgrade up. Yep. on this deck um you know they tend to do budget versions and then they'll and, do like a little bit more i mean expensive even the guys version. at cardinal i mean especially zach will yeah. be more than happy God, I've never seen him more excited than when I went over there on a Saturday night, and I was like, "All right, I bought this. I bought the uh, the C sixteen preconstructed deck that the was cat the deck. cat deck, yeah. and I said I want to build this kind of deck." And I mean, Zach literally sat down with me for probably three to four hours, helping me pick cards and helping me figure out, um, you know, what to take out of the deck, what to keep mm-hmm. in the deck, how should the ratio of the cards in the deck be, how many, how much mana should I have based yeah. on. I mean, Zach went above and beyond so i mean i have no doubt that he would do that with you guys too because if i know zach there's one thing he loves to do is build a deck yeah he likes to build decks and then play with them once and then build another deck <laughs> <laughs> but um so yeah don't be afraid to ask for help though if you do get to that point i mean i, I may not be the best resource but chris would definitely help you um i could probably point you in the right direction a little bit um but there's certainly more than enough people there that will be able to help you yeah and then again you know I always bring a bunch of decks with me, so if you don't yeah, want to spend wanna, any yeah, money, absolutely, I have decks for you. Um, they're already sleeved up and everything, ready to go. So you know we, we can kind of walk. All you got to do is like, shuffle up and play. Yeah. So, and and you know if we get enough people, we can start doing some where we have you know maybe a group of like newer players plus yeah, like you know, plus somebody that plays a little bit more. You know, like a little pod of like four people, three new people, and then somebody that's been playing a little bit. Um, so that we can, you know, we can walk through and have more of a hands-on, you know, hold your well, hand so kind of game. And so people are playing, you know, on, an, on a more even playing yeah. field. You know, yeah. I can see how it might be intimidating for somebody that's never played to sit down with a group of people that play every week and that have a bunch of money invested right. in decks. And, and yeah, you you know, you feel lost and you feel like you're holding back the group. Like, mm-hmm. you're asking a bunch of questions. Your turns are taking yeah. a little long. And So I think I'm going to try to focus on that a little bit more on Mondays because I know there were a couple people that that uh or at least one person that felt like that and you know um that they were a little bit behind um and they weren't they just weren't to the point where they felt like they were comfortable playing yet um so we might try to do that where we get a couple people that are just on the newer side yeah so um, come out and and so the only thing i'd say though guys with that is let us know you're gonna come yeah like give us some heads up because you know we show up at six or a little earlier um every week so if we have you know five six people there four or five people there that want to play we start playing yeah and if you, it's really hard if you guys show up at seven or eight 
and you guys want to play, and we've already got games going, and mm-hmm. we're, we're, I've already got people divided up, yeah. it might be harder to do that. So if you know you're newer, like let us know you might be coming. Say, hey, I might be a little late, or I'm going to be there on 8. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind waiting a little bit. No, that's what I'm somebody. saying, but we got to know, right? Yeah. we got to have some idea, and, and, and you know, we got to understand that, hey, this is a newer person. They want to play with newer people. Yeah, We've also got these newer people that are here are going to be here. Mm-hmm. Let's hang up. Let's hold off. I'll get not sit in a game until they show up, and I can play with them. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, just just let us know though, guys. We you know we always have fun on Mondays. Um, you know we've we've had probably around ten people. I'd say eight to ten people. Yeah, uh, most weeks that we're there. So the more the merrier. Um, we played in a game this Monday it was a little a little slower this Monday, but we still had a, a game of six of us going. So mm-hmm. you know it was a lot of fun. Um, I think that's all we got for you though, as far as stuff coming up this week. Um, so again, don't forget about Rec Bar. Don't forget that we've got the club membership stuff. Um, that are for sale now, the membership cards. Yeah. Um, so we'll have all that stuff at Rack Bar on Saturday. Um, and uh, I should also have it on Monday at Cardinal. So if you guys want to come by to either place, I'll have all that T-shirts and membership cards if you guys want to pick them up. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll catch you next week.